This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the Greg Wilson. Hey! Uh, we also have Gabe Killian here. Yo! And uh, <laughs> we He's have... He's still outside getting high. He's got to finish that up. We have one of the biggest badasses in the history of MMA, Eves Edwards, coming in to my apartment. How cool is that? Eves Edwards, uh, as well as Joe the Kid Perez. How are you, man? What's up, man? I'm doing good. Everybody, everybody wanted to know about you and that the girl, the girl who's on heroin, who you got, you guys back together, or... Uh, yeah, we're back together. Really? Yeah, she texts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that laugh, too. That was a total penguin laugh. But I get the, what the, the hell? The, the, I, how did I know this was coming? You know how I knew this was coming? How? Okay, because boners. Okay, go ahead. Go on. She what do you mean boners? Out. All right, okay, back. Okay, boners so, never go away, so, and it was only going to take a boner for you to reach back out to her. So after she found out that you called her a six, she was furious at her, at you, mm-hmm. and then how'd you guys, how'd you end up? Can I, can I guess what happened? Sure. All right, uh, she heard the, the last episode, she uh, heard him feeling bad about it, and forgave him, right? Is that what happened? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I, I always text her like 10 times a day. She never replies. And, and how, how did you get it back? Well, I asked her like a, a would you rather question, and she answered. What'd you say? I said, would you rather live in a cabin in the woods uh-huh. by yourself yep. for the rest of your life? Uh-huh. Or would you rather live in a skyscraper, the top floor, by yourself in New York City? And what'd you say? She said in a cabin bar, so. All right. That's pretty smart. Actually, that's a very good way. Then you got back to talking to her, and now you guys are back together. Yeah, and I sent her a dick pic right after that, and then. <laughs> but you, you know what? This is, this is the kind of girl she doesn't send any pictures. You yeah. make great decisions. <laughs> Listen, man. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. For now. But I did change my Tinder profile. Okay, that's good. To. To, to to what? To, well, you know how you can make it to like, you can set to what age yeah. of a woman you're looking for? I had it from like 18 to 22, right? Yep. But now I changed so do, it. So do I. Yep. Damn you. Go bro. on. So I changed it to 30 to 100 plus. Yes. Right? And now you're getting cougars. I still haven't matched with one cougar yet. Okay. But uh, I, cho- I wrote in my description, like, it was like straight up. I'm like, all right, listen, I'm not looking, I'm not here to be making friends. I'm here for a sugar mama. <laughs> I need someone to like buy me chapstick. I can't believe no one has responded to this yet. Joe, you are you are one of a kind. All right, let's get uh, let's get a little on track here. But we're gonna get, we're gonna, <laughs> we are going to get back to this. I'm sorry. Uh, no, not sorry. This is great. This is great stuff. Right. You're very interesting. So I had a, I had a good week. Uh, Friday I did a college, San Diego State, okay. and it was one of those gigs that I. Uh, the guy just, you know, when you do the colleges, the guy books too many comics. It's one thing when you book like six comics on a show and everyone's doing 10 minutes, right? Yeah. But everyone was doing 20 to 30. Oh, God. And I went on after a magician. Uh, and the magician had everyone in the crowd 
singing YMCA. And it was like 18 to 19-year-olds. It was like their orientation. And then there was an improv troupe going on after me. Like, like they're, so they're, they're doing Zim, Zab, Zoob. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. They're in the background, yeah. I got a Zig, guy, zag, zog. I got a guy on stage singing YMCA. I, and I, but you sent me a, a video of the guy escaping. Yeah. He sent he sent me this video and he goes, this is what I have to follow right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the guy's escaping from a, from a, from a, a mental jacket. Yeah, and it's all know, audience. And jacket. it's all volunteer, volunteer. Yeah. I literally go on stage and see people with like balloon animals in the crowd. Like yeah. that, that, he, that they had just gotten from the, from the uh, magician. <laughs> <laughs> but hard to be blue now. So I, I go on and like I was annoyed at, at first because every the first three jokes were ooh ooh <laughs> ooh, and I haven't even got to my dirty stuff yet. I haven't yeah. even gotten anything offensive. It was like my opening joke was like, uh, uh, "You ever think a girl's really hot on Instagram and you realize it's Throwback Thursday?" Ooh, I'm like that really <laughs> like like that's what we're gonna groan at. These kids aren't cool today, man. They're not cool. I, it's, it's not enough drugs. They, yeah, there's not enough drugs. Not enough sex. Not enough nothing. Well, maybe enough sex. But finally, but not enough drugs. That's for sure. Yeah. But finally, I got them going, and they were laughing, and everything was good. And everything, but it just was like. I was like, man, it's a, it's a lot of things. It's like, you're right, not enough sex when you're 18 and 19. Well, yeah. although that might not be a bad thing, but it's also now with colleges and safe spaces and everyone being triggered and everything is like, you know, so PC yeah. that, you know, we, and after following a, a magician and they're already, now I have to get them back into joke mode. It's so hard. One of the hardest things for a comic is when you follow somebody playing a guitar or somebody you know, doing a lot of loud noises or a magician is getting them back into stand-up mode yeah. and to hearing jokes. And that's sometimes the first four or five minutes is having to retrain the crowd. And literally just to jokes. Just, just to jokes, which is what happened. And it was, it was fine. Uh, then uh, Saturday, I went to the Hair Metal Festival. Yeah. I, I took Brie. She had never heard of these, of these bands before. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> of course not, because she's, she's wow. a delicious she's, human. She's a sweet... She's you know twenty imaginary. She's twenty six years old. You yeah. know, she, but but she didn't know. And it was funny because like while Brett Michaels was on, and I you know I was really happy that Brett Michaels did all Poison songs because I was yeah. worried that he's going to do all like Brett Michaels then the new stuff the solo stuff. And yeah, I, you don't need it. No one paid to hear that. No, no but first of all, when we got there, it was like there was two stages. There was like Bullet Boys and uh, you know uh, Pretty Boy Floyd and a couple of the other '80s bands were on the small stage, yeah. and I kind of felt bad for like L.A. Guns because L.A. Guns, from what I know, and I could be wrong, was that two of the guys were in L.A. Guns, and then two of the guys in Guns and Roses were in L.A. Guns, and they left. I think it was Axel and someone else formed Guns and Roses, yeah. And so L.A. Guns stayed, and they came on and had like you know they had a successful but model career then Guns N' Roses became the biggest band in the world yeah yeah can you imagine if two of your band members left and now became Guns N' Roses totally oh god that's gotta be what a mind fuck that has to be listen we go through the same thing with acting for every major role on a hit show there's six actors that almost got that role yeah they're out there somewhere there's six dudes that almost played Ross on Friends you know, but is that that the same as L.A. Guns? Two guys leaving and yeah, forming your band. Right, he got. They made hundreds of millions of dollars, and the other six guys, you know, they're probably still out auditioning for Lowe's commercials. Yeah, God. so it is about the same. I don't know. I think it's a little rougher if two guys were in your band left versus I almost. It's like if they're trying out for the band versus well, in the they band. Almost. We're in Guns N' Roses. <laughs> they were the two guys that did quite get in Guns N' Roses. 
So we go on, and uh, and you know, Brett Michaels was good. He was my my Brie was a little bit uh, perturbed because she's like Brett Michaels comes out and he's wearing a Brett Michaels T-shirt with his face on it. What a douche! And then he has eight giant pictures of Brett Michaels. Oh my! And then a God. huge thing. Of Brett. But that's kind of what Poison was. It was very in your face. But but he's not that age anymore. Now he's an adult. <laughs> he's forty some odd years old. It's gross. He's old. Uh, grown at for a fifty year old man. To, you know, not too much the fact that the wig with the bandana yeah. that holds it in place. But he's still. I got I'll, the feeling that he has his name tattooed on his dick. I'll tell you what, though, oh, he put on he a doesn't. great show. I gotta say, he Brett. Mi- <laughs> I'll tell you what, Brett Michaels put on a great show, and then Slaughter went on before that. And well, the, at the end though, did he like just turn around and jerk off to his own faces? <laughs> was, that his, was that his fucking finale? Was like a video of him against the crowd, looking at himself, just fucking beating off. But the, the, it was. I could see why Brie would think that because she's like, what? But when he played Every Rose Has a Thorn and Something yeah, to yeah. Believe in, and the whole crowd has their cell phones out. It was pretty badass. It did take me back. That's good. My first concert I ever went to was Poison. When I was uh, in fourth grade, my sister was in seventh grade or eighth grade. I might have been in fifth grade. And my dad took me to see Poison and Tesla opened up at Jones Beach. And this was like in the 80s when they were at the height. Yeah, yeah. And we went backstage and there were naked girls, like strippers everywhere. And I remember going, looking around, going, holy shit. <laughs> how like, old were you? I, I must have been in fourth grade. I must have been how dude, fuck, wait, 11. Wait, how <laughs> fuck, wait, let me just point out how fucked up this is. Because you go backstage, there's naked bitches everywhere, and you think to yourself, I got to become a comedian. <laughs> well, I go, Like, I where am- the fuck was it? I would have been like, Dad, I need a guitar. <laughs> I need you to buy me a guitar on the way home right now. I knew at that point I had no rock. I, ha- I had no talent. So I wasn't even going to, uh, no rock and roll talent. I'm like, let me just tell jokes. But it was crazy. Like, it was that. So it was crazy seeing him 30 years later, you know, and he, he was still good. Vince Neil came out. Yeah. And how's his voice holding up? His voice is okay. He must be about 350 pounds. I mean, he is... Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ballooned huge. up. Huge. I mean, huge. And, and it was... And then we, first, but you know, I think it's one of those things where he was sick, and he had to take pills, like Johnny Carson at the end, and they just... Some of these pills fuck you up, and they just blow you the fuck up. I'll tell you, maybe that's it, but the first... I don't know if it... But it might also be Twinkies. Well, the, the first song, I was like, he may not get through the set. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He was that big, and he looked out of shape. He, he makes you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, this guy's gonna be opening for Blues Travelers. His soon. face was like, I'm like, I'm like, is he drunk? And then by the third song, was he sitting down? Did he was, sit down? It was something. It was really yeah. He had a light, like like very white. Used to have a chaise lounge. I'll tell you, man. Down. It, it was it was really really sad because I'm like. I still, even though I see like Vince Neil on, you know, all the shows he's on, whether it's The Biggest Loser or whatever he was on, like the, the MTV shows he's on or VH1 shows, it still was like, oh man, you, you remember Vince Neil being this fucking rock god, with, like Motley Crue and just chicks, and and it was just like, oh, it kind of reminded me of my own mortality, and uh, it was <laughs> it was hard. Well, to you see. know, sometimes you got to replace that cocaine with sugar. But after the third or fourth song, he 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 was he was great. Yeah. He he was great. Uh, the first song he needed to warm up, he needed to warm up. Yeah. And then like all he, fat people yeah yeah and then he was great by the way Eves Edwards just showed up uh, badass one of, the, one of the best fighters I know so uh, so that was uh, so that was my weekend and then last night I did, went back to, I went back ooh to, someone told Jake Ellenberg last night I went hey, back hey, to uh, I went back to San Diego last night to do another show it was great and uh, it was fun I had, I, I had a good time uh, I know you went to the Kaboo Festival right yes 
How was that? Well, here's what happened. <laughs> we went for day one, right? Because we had friends that were performing day one, and they were like, oh, yeah, no, we got your bracelets for the whole weekend. Yes. They're so, because they got us the artist bracelet. So we got to go backstage and like drink all the free booze and eat all the free food. And that part was great. And what, what, what friends are these? Okay. Uh, they're in a band called Powers. Okay. I'm actually wearing their hat right now. Okay. You can look them up. They're called Powers. They're pop rock. Just be prepared for that. Right. Um, they're like that dan- the dance band, you know, DNCE. DNCE yeah, with they're the like D- that. Joe Jonas. Pop rock. Okay. Kind of th- in fact, they were opening for, for DNCE gotcha. most of this year until the festival season. Then they've been at all the big festivals. Right. And so their album's coming out and everything, but they happen to be uh, my neighbors. Okay. You know? And so they're very cool people. We've hung out a million times. So they're like, you got to come see us. So we went down. So they got us in. They got us a thing. But then we get there and they're like, you're not going to fucking believe this. These artist passes are only good for today. Ah. They're like, this is the only festival so we've see, been to. Did you see Aerosmith or any of the bands? We didn't get to see Aerosmith. We didn't get to see Lenny Kravitz. We basically saw, uh, well, we saw some of the smaller acts, Hall and Oates? Fun. We saw Hall & Oates. Okay. Which did not a great Hall & Oates set. Right. They did all the mellow shit. They didn't play the big hits. Oh, no. Like, they played all the medium hits. Okay. You know, but you recognized them, you know, like Man Eater and shit like that. But the really big numbers. Numbers that they didn't do. Right. So it was a very mellow, decent set. But then Fallout Boy was the closer on the other stage that night. How are they? And they were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fallout Boy rocked that shit to the ground. And here's the thing: I realized why I like Fallout Boy because I like anthemic music. Yeah, yeah. I like big anthem rock. No, they're good. Like, like Queen. Or if they weren't any, named Fallout Boy, I'd probably like them better. Probably yeah. so. But really, it's a Simpsons reference. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it? And that, yeah, 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 it's a reference to when uh, Radioactive Man cast Milhouse as his sidekick, Fallout Boy. So if you're a fan of The Simpsons, you, you don't mind. Anyways, the show, they fucking rocked it to the ground. They had fucking girls in bikinis with fucking fire and shit. It was a great rock show, man. Good. Good for you, Loved man. Uh, but that sucks that you didn't get to see that. Yeah, so then we ended up coming home on, on, on that night. We came... We were actually, uh, we bailed before Snoopadelic. <laughs> wow. And we, because we'd been there all fucking day. And so we went home. And then Saturday, I was just so burned out from it that I just took the day off. I just fucking relaxed. So let's, we got, yeah, we, we have a legend in, t- in our uh, studio. That's right. Uh, a guy who has a record of 42 and 22. This dude has 64 fights as well as two boxing fights. Eves Edwards, how are you, man? I'm good, Adam. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I, I've been. I'm. You're one of the first guys I've ever watched fight. You. You. You fought so many guys, man. How's that retirement life? It's different. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. It's. It's weird because there's so much more time in the day now. You know? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's like you got sober. Do you, yeah. Do you miss it or not? I miss it a lot, but. You get old. And yeah, then you can't do it anymore. It's like I well, you're start forty seeing, though. You're forty now. I'll be forty at the end of the month. Yeah. You, you look like you're in twenty. Black people totally. do not age. Boy, at you all. look fantastic. Say that, but I found some gray hairs. <laughs> a couple here, and I found a couple in some private areas. Yeah, I nice. hear you, man. Yeah, I've, I've had def- those pointed out. I've definitely been there. Now I was. I was. Yeah, re- my girl will be like, "You realize you have some gray pubes down here?" I'm like, "Really? Did you point out hers or no? She doesn't have any. She shaves all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. She keeps it nice. Nice. Yeah. What about your girl? My girl, yeah, absolutely. She's she's like a it's gone. <laughs> you were about to say like a baby, <laughs> kind of. And then it's like, gonna make it weird. Yeah, and yeah. I love eating out babies. <laughs> no. Everybody knows Adam Hunter, MMA roasted, loves eating out babies. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate you saying that. Hey, you now, guys remember to hashtag us this week, eating out babies. No, please do not hashtag that. Now, Eve Edwards. You're right. Uh, hashtag Adam Hunter. Eats no, no. Out babies. Uh, Greg Wilson fucks kids. <laughs> hashtag. Anyway, so sorry about. It. Yeah, this is the show. No, Welcome now, to the show. Now, now, Eve. Hashtag eating out babies. Now, uh, I was reading about you. So you were born in the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, I was born in the Bahamas, and I moved to the U.S. when I was 15. My mom got married to my stepdad, 
And we came here, came to Houston, and been here ever since. Yeah. Nice. Now, which island in the Bahamas? Nassau, New Providence. Oh, I love Nassau. Yeah? I, I've been there a hundred times. I, I used to work cruise ships. I was supposed to say from the okay. cruise ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Nassau is fun. So I used to pull into the Prince George Wharf, and yeah. um, you had Crack Conk yet? Uh, no. I, what? Crack, I don't How know. old were you moving to the States? 15. 15. Yeah. 15 years old. Now, when you moved over to Texas, were kids giving you a hard time? A little bit. Um, not a whole lot, but... No, I'm lying. Yeah, they yeah. did. Did you have a thick... Uh, I had a real strong accent. Um, when you're from the islands, you don't like being called... Like, you don't like someone telling you you're from Jamaica or you're from Trinidad when you're from the Bahamas. And um, I would get that a lot. Uh, and when they realized that I didn't like it, then it became a point to pick at. Right, sure. Right, 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 right. Well, so, kids can be cruel anywhere, but Texas, I mean, Texas can... Because I grew up in Texas, too. Yeah. And But I moved there from California... And they didn't know what to make of me. They didn't know if I was Italian or Mexican. I, I'm Mexican. They still but I mean, don't. They still are right. And I wasn't going to give them any clues. So I didn't tell them shit. I was just like, nope, you'll never know. So now, uh, did you move to small town Texas or to the city? Nah, to Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm being a baby about the name calling as yeah. far as calling me Jamaican yeah. or whatnot. That wasn't Probably a big started deal. your fighting career. Nah, what started my fighting career was this. Oh, well, no, he didn't start it, but there was this kid <laughs> on the basketball team. Yeah. There was this guy yeah, on the basketball yeah. team. It was fucking was it funny. Was his name Bubba? Nah, his name was like Clint or something. But he was um, he was, he was like twenty. He was he had to get like a waiver or something to play on the basketball team. <laughs> really? Because he was so old. Um, but yeah, he used to give me a hard time. He liked my girlfriend in high school, so he'd pick on me and try to flirt with her. And he was much bigger. He was like our power center. He was like the shack of our team. Right. And um, he would pick on me, but no, we never got into it or anything like that. Um, but I wanted to hit him. Yeah. Well, Are I was you too small back then. <laughs> Are you looking forward to a class reunion just so you can whip his ass? Actually, he died. Oh, shit. He died in a practice. Oh, damn. Um, it was crazy. Uh, we were practicing, and, and he just kind of fell out on the court. Um, but no, he's giving me a hard time. But up until then... No, you were the fighter that called out Chris Brown, right? Was that you? Him, no, I didn't call out Chris Brown. After or maybe fight, I did. I don't after know. After a fight, you said, no, not that after wasn't you that said, Chris Brown, why don't you hit a real man? That wasn't <laughs> one of, after one of your shine fights. That wasn't you? Oh, you know, it, it might have been. I really it don't know. It was right after the Rihanna thing. It probably was, if it was right after, because I like to say things like that. And but. you were like, Chris Brown, what? <laughs> and I remember watching that going, that, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And the fact that you're here now. Uh, I hope it was me now, but I really don't remember. I would think she's from the islands. You're from the islands. Yeah. You, yeah, you, got, you got upset about it. Uh, yeah, no, I would, I would defend her honor. Uh, absolutely. You know? Now I was looking at some of your fights, man. I mean, you, your first fight was in 1997. I was uh, I was my I was a freshman in college in 1997, and you first fought Todd Justice. That was right. Your first fight was Todd Justice. Yeah, that's my first official one. Yeah, then Joe Hurley, and then it just goes on. Thomas Denny, you fought who lost to a bully on Bully Beatdown. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, no. He was the only guy that couldn't. He didn't lose. He just couldn't submit the bully. Right. And then it was like really awkward. They were like, "You showed him," and the bully was like, "Nah, I just won five hundred bucks." Yeah. <laughs> 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 of, of Thomas Denny, uh, and you fought Nate Marquardt in the. In the uh, that was the first time you lost uh, by heel hook. Yeah, so. yeah, that was that was not a fun fun day. Um, that was for the Boss Rudin Invitational. Yeah. Um, Nate was little back then too. We were like the same size, but it was a good scramble. I think I hit him with a good. Sh- I remember hitting him with a nice right hand. I was fighting as an Orthodox fighter back then. I hit him with a good right hand. He took me down, and I thought that he had this heel hook, and I could roll into it. I could toe hold. 
but I just felt that pop, and that was no fun, man. Wow. And then he took some girl home that was watching us fight that was really cute that night. Oh, no We way. were kids. Oh, so. wait. So then you were like, if you would have won, you would have got the girl? Oh, See, this is, this is so bad because... <laughs> maybe. I love you. only remember the ones you didn't yeah, get. You don't really... I mean, you kind of remember the ones you got, but the ones you didn't get, that's what you remember. I remember every set that I bombed that I could have got laid afterwards. You know? <laughs> like, every set where, yeah. like, a chick came in... The only time I've ever got booed off the stage was after following Bill Burr in an all-black room in New York. Like, must have been, like... 14 years ago yeah uh, and, and I brought a date there that I fucked before and, and then she came back After to that, see me and it was nope. just nope <laughs> but she probably would have she like, so would have been cool to bang but me myself after something bad happens, I don't want to bang. I just want to be by myself. Is that how you got after losses? Did you, did you want to be by yourself? Uh, it all depends. I mean, it depends on the loss, right? You want to be around people that you love, people that will make you feel better, make you feel good, um, or kind of bring your spirits up. But, yeah, as far as sex goes, that's probably the last <laughs> thing on the table. You, you have one of those weak loads. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably why Bubba didn't want to hang out with us after oh, that. Yeah, he, 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 he still doesn't want to hang out with us. Yeah. I don't know. Now, Shannon Rich, you fought. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon Rich, by the way, is doing bare-knuckle boxing now. Uh, his record is 64 and 120 as a, pro, as a pro. Is that his real record? That's his real record. I'm not surprised. But that according, guy just likes getting hit. But according to him, he's 22 and 2 in a bare-knuckle boxing. But some of his fights have been in hotel rooms. Uh, but, they're, but, <laughs> but they're still trying to do him versus... Uh, the gun guy, Bobby Gunn, in bare knuckle boxing. Really? Yeah, they're trying to make that happen. Tommy Gunn. No, Bobby Gunn. Bobby Gunn. Tommy Gunn died of AIDS. Oh, that's right. He was in, he was, he was in Rocky Five. There's a lot of eulogies in today's show. <laughs> you say we have to say goodbye to a lot of fighters, uh, basketball players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, go on. No, and Shannon. I remember the fight with Shannon. Um, the very first thing he did, he came out. And he did what, what Verdum did. He threw a flying sidekick. No way. But I saw him coming, so I ducked. He went over my head. Really? Um, yeah. But, but no, Shannon, it was one of those weird times. We were fighting in a small, small arena. It was probably about four times as big the size of his apartment. Um, small ring. And before the, meet, before the fight, we were still having rules meetings back then. And they wanted to. Shannon was a proponent of... They wanted to take, um, make sure that no nut shots were allowed, but he wanted that in there. He wanted some hair pulling and nut shots really? and things like that. So I don't know. He's a crazy dude, man. I've hung out <laughs> with him a couple of times outside of fighting him. And we went, it was him, myself, Tito Ortiz, John Lober, down in the valley in Texas. And we walked across the border down to, um, to Mexico, to Boys Town. And Shannon was with us. It was, he was, he's a weird character, man. Wait, what's, what's Boys Town in Boys, Mexico? Boys Town, is, yeah, it's like a little... I don't know what it is really. It's like like lawless. <laughs> it's like gambling and hookers. I mean, there are hookers sitting outside of a little room that looks like a, a, a prison cell. And it, I mean, that it size. It is for her. Like eight, <laughs> it's like eight by four <laughs> with a be, cotton To be honest with you, but for one of you, it is. Um, we saw a girl got kidnapped that night, too. No way. It was, um, yeah, these, these girls were, these, this guy was in like one of these small pickup trucks. He had two girls in the car. He pulls up, and when you go into Boys Town, there's this like gate check or security checkpoint or something. I don't know. He's driving out, and he pulls up to that checkpoint, and the guard is talking to him, and then the girl, one of the girls gets out, and the other girl is trying to get out, and he grabs her, 
and he just speeds off. He grabs her by the arm. The door is still, passenger door is still hanging open, and he just drives away with her. And um, the <laughs> cops didn't even like jump in cars and chase or whatever. I don't wow. know if they got on the radios or what, but it was weird. Mexico is a scary place. World's a fucked like, up place, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, and you guys, I mean, that's got to be like boner reducing, you know? To see your dog get kidnapped? See your dog get kidnapped? <laughs> Maybe we should go back to America. <laughs> Just have some nachos. <laughs> now, now, did it's you a and, safer Mexican experience? Now, did you and Tito ever like Eiffel Tower chicks back in Boys Town? Were you guys? <laughs> no, no. I was with my girl at the time. Took, she, she, she was there with me. You took your girl to Boys Town. I was down there for some fights. It was a bunch of us, man. <laughs> a couple. Out of your mind. I guess you feel safe around a bunch of fighters, yeah. <laughs> like a little army marching through. But you crazy man. You take, <laughs> let me take my. Girl girl this lawless whore town i didn't know what it was i didn't know where i was going although that must have kept your line if you turned and be like see what happened to her <laughs> i can leave you here right now bitch so serious this this happened she we were in this bar and we're all sitting around a table it was it was pretty much like yes it was more than just the four or five of us yeah. there's a couple other friends there too and we're sitting around this table she goes to the bathroom and then she she walks off for a second she comes running back and grabs me and she doesn't want to go by herself because she walks by this door and it's just curtains and these two dudes are in there just railing this chick and I don't know if was it's it Shannon like, and Tito? No. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I wish it was, but it wasn't. Uh, there was a couple of Mexican guys that we didn't know. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a crazy place, man. It was weird being there. I was I felt safe when we got back across the border because again, I'm not an American citizen, so I was like, Ooh. I had to make sure my green card was in my wallet. Yeah. And I was just like constantly checking my wallet for that. I was afraid. Damn. Now well, it does demonstrate that Mexicans can't lay the pipe. No, absolutely. <laughs> now, now, one of your if fights. One of your learned. fights, you had to pull out because you got arrested for beating someone up at a bar or something. Or no, what no, happened? that was. I never got arrested. Okay. Um, it, said, it said on your Wikipedia you had to pull out of a fight because of some prior thing. I think somebody's probably fucking with you. Oh, really? Well, Wikipedia is just <laughs> patchwork of shit. Somebody <laughs> thinks it's you and it's somebody else. Like, no, that's him. It's him. Yeah, yeah. I so, remember Jeremy Stevens got arrested. Jeremy Stevens. When we were supposed yeah. to fight. I don't okay. know if that's what maybe it is. They, yeah, maybe they meant Jeremy Stevens. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I mean, um, you knocked out Jeremy Stevens. Yeah. That, that was an amazing fight. Thanks, man. Uh, I mean, but he's, doing, he's fighting Frank. Edgar, who do you think wins that fight? That's a tough fight for Jeremy, I think, because um, I don't think that he's going to be as quick as Frankie. Um, Jeremy can knock anybody out when he hits him, but the thing from our fight, I remember, is that he, he loaded up a lot. I saw him coming. You know what I mean? I don't I watch his fights now, and he looks like he's fixed that a lot, but when a guy has that kind of power and a guy like Frankie can move around like he can, sometimes you just kind of revert to what, you, what your instincts say. And if he can't really corner Frankie, then he may feel desperate and just go back to that. And then he starts loading up, and Frankie's going to be able to see that happen. I don't want that to happen, but I think Frankie's a tough fight for him. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so, too. I'm, I'm actually, they're saying that's at the Garden, and also that they're supposed to announce within 48 hours that Conor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez is going to happen at the Garden. And I like that fight so much. I think that's a real test because, I mean, you know, Mendez was the best wrestler that Conor had fought, but he fought him on two weeks' notice. Now we're talking about a good wrestler who can also is a dangerous striker. Connor does have that power of an 85 pounder. So if he, if he throws, if he lays it on Edgar, I mean on Eddie, it might be lights out. But they know that. Uh, they got, he's with Mark Henry, right? Yep. And uh, he's a great camp. Uh, I really hope Eddie Alvarez wins this fight. But it's going to be hard. Who do you like winning that fight? 
picking the winner is hard. Uh, I like Eddie. I like Eddie to win this fight for sure. Um, Eddie's a fighter, man, and he's got a chin still. He can still take it. Connor showed me something in this Nate fight, though the last one. He showed me that he's got some fight in him. That first fight, when when he got hurt, yeah. He wanted out. You know what I mean? He quit. This fight, he didn't quit so much. He, he, he did make the space, and he tried to look for some space to get some breaks. But um, Eddie's a different animal, man, than Nate. I think um, he may not have the same conditioning that Nate has, but he's going to put the pressure. He's more dynamic. He can do more things than Nate can do. So I think that's a tougher fight. I, I want Eddie to win. Connor, who, who do you think wins, Connor? First of all, <laughs> I, I win before I even sign the contract. Real how? Of course, because of the load of money. They drop those doubloons right into my pockets. The, don't pirates get paid in doubloons? That's right. We all get paid in doubloons. <laughs> Gold coins. You think I trust your cash? You got Donald Trump going to be a president. Your money's going to be worthless. Uh, that that might, be tr- might be very true. You pay me in gold coin and potatoes. So how do you beat Eddie Alvarez? Real easy. I whip my dick out. I slap him in the face with it. Yes. Then I choke it down his throat. He taps out. Wow. That, I've never heard of anybody winning that fashion, but if anyone can do it, it could be you. It's called an Irish necktie. An Irish necktie. <laughs> wow. The Irish hashtag Irish necktie. That's great. The Irish necktie where we shove our cock down your throat and choke you out. I'm looking forward to this fight. I can't Usually wait. it takes up to six Irishmen to do it. All right, all right. There but you I'm go. Conor McGregor. I can do it on my own. All right, thank you. Thanks, Conor, for stopping in. I appreciate it. <laughs> Goodbye, Conor. All right. <laughs> so, now, uh, uh, back to Eve. So your fight against Matt... <laughs> It's oh, fucking I'm, weird. I'm gonna... <laughs> I like it, though. I like it. I like it. It's awesome. Did you your face through that? You're like, is he fucking saying this? Is this fucking real? He's like, where the fuck am I right now? I love it, man. You don't understand. This is fun. So uh, you're fighting. Are, are, are we seriously running through all 97 of his fights? We're going through all 97 of his fights, and then we're going to cover the Bellator and UFC fights this week. Uh, I know that, by the way, Gabe won $1,200 off $100 again this week. Uh, this dude, I keep telling myself, no, he's, he's going to get wrong. Uh, I'm not going to. Gabe is like, bet on this guy, bet on that guy. Your parlay came through, right? 100 to 1,200? Yeah, I recommended it on the podcast last week, so, and some of the people bet it too. Yeah, yeah. so this, this dude. So what was it again? Run it by us. It was a 200 dogs and two favorites. The underdogs were. Uh, Gabriel Benitez and Jose Quinones, and the favorites were Evan Dunham and uh, Derek Brunson. So, hundred bucks won you twelve hundred. Yeah, you fucker. Well, now this is why you don't work. Uh, I no, mean, that's I, great. I if you can make money. That's I mean, great. in the in like in the in the past three months, how much have you made? Uh, twenty like, twenty thousand. Mm, no, uh, less than ten. Less than ten. Yeah, but 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 you've only put down how much? Slightly over ten. <laughs> <laughs> Less than two. Less than two. Yeah. Oh yeah. So two thousand has have like got you got ten thousand. Yeah, but I lost the the last two weeks were losing weeks. Before this week. Yeah. The last week I went three out of five, and the week before I went four out of five. I've never seen anybody steal their own thunder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good like job. Like he just did. That's right. I made twelve hundred. But last two weeks I lost. Uh, uh, 3, I won. 000. I went three out of the five. Uh, la- uh, week. Last five weeks. Yeah. Which is amazing. That even, is, even one out did of you ever five, bet on East fights? You ever yeah. bet on East fights or no? Uh, yeah. Which fights were those? Uh, 
The good ones. <laughs> Runs the last you. I'll tell you. All right. Okay. Now you, you versus Matt Sarah. Now at that point, was Sarah was the best jiu-jitsu guy you ever fought? Your, your face just <laughs> brought the memory right. Back. He goes. He literally goes. Ooh. <laughs> like he got hit in the face. <laughs> no, um, yeah, he was. I fought the only other black belt I fought before that was Fabiano Iha. Um and I, that kind of I feel like that prepared me for for that level of jujitsu. He, I mean, he armbarred me pretty quick, but it was a couple of years beforehand. The fight with Matt Serra, though, um, I just tried to stay away from the ground. At one point, I dropped him. And I mounted him for a second, and I got I took myself out of the mount because I was afraid of his black belt. Oh wow! You know, uh, it was it was it weird. Was, it was sometimes that's just smart fighting. Sometimes, but he's looking back and saying, "I should have fucking stayed there stayed and pounded the shit out of him." Shit. I should have taken my chances yeah. right there, you know. But but Matt went on to do great things in that fight. Even um, he took my back a couple of times, and and he was he just kind of exposed me to that level of jujitsu in the UFC. And I think it helped me get prepared for fighting guys like Uno and the guys I fought later on. Now, Matt Hughes said he will come back and fight Matt Serra in the UFC. Uh, he, he'll only come back to fight Matt Serra. I don't know. I guess he still has a kind of a beef with Matt Serra. Uh, I would watch it, though. I actually would watch that fight. I will, too. I can't wait to see it on Bellator. Yeah, it, but speaking of which, by the way, <laughs> we're going to talk Doesn't about... feel like a total Bellator fight? Yeah, of course. Uh, some of your other fights, man. Your fight against Kale Uno, another uh, monster that you fought. Uh, your, your head kick over Josh Thompson. Flying head kick and punches. They're, they're saying that might be the best knockout of all time. I hope it lasts for a while. I mean, you see the guys that are fighting now and the things they're doing, but yeah. that was fun. It wasn't it, the flying part. That was a mistake. I kind of fell. Wait, I just was Josh wasn't. talking a lot of shit to you? He wasn't talking a lot of shit, but he was. I think he was a l- really cocky before the fight. I hung out with Josh before, and he's a nice guy, but he has this like every bad guy in every eighties movie. Yes, he has this thing where you <laughs> you walk around with him. His chest is out. He's wearing a V neck. He's got more muscles than you. He's, he's going to tell you his tight. plans. Uh, yeah, he walks around with a swag, but he's a nice guy. But everyone knows that Josh Thompson has entered a right. room when he, he comes out. Like he's he's that guy. But but he's cool. I'm not bad mouthing him. He just because he'll come and kick your ass. No, no. He just he was very nice to me. He just has that swag. <laughs> right, you know, right, like right. He has this like. So his nickname, the punk, is fitting then. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hundred percent. Herms Franca. That was before Herms started crying in the octagon, right? Didn't he like flip out or run away or something? Happened with him? No, that was Shirk. That was that was Shirk. after the Frankie fight. Okay, right, right. But Hermes got Hermes did get weird. I mean, he got weird with the whole pedophile thing. Oh right, okay. he, he went to jail, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Herms Franco went to jail, right? For like some type of yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's still good. Well, now, but see, was it okay? Forget it. <laughs> I was going to try and make some differentiation, but it really doesn't matter. Between, between him and Jao Barini? Because I think Hermes went to jail. His, pedofi- uh, his, his charge was for a female. Yeah. But then Jao Barini, another dude that I fought, he also went to jail for the same thing, and his charge was against the uh, boy. I don't think male or female makes it better or worse. <laughs> I was going to say, was it a teenager or a child? But I thought, let's just drop this whole subject. <laughs> it's all bad. Now, why did even the delay, it's all bad. doesn't matter if she's 17. doesn't matter if she's... It's all bad. All go to jail. Now, why did you leave the UFC after the Thompson fight and go to Euphoria? Because there weren't... A lot of fights at 55 in the UFC back then. They were having like five shows a year. Um, before the fight with Josh, it was, it was supposed to be for the belt. And then a few weeks before the fight, it was no longer for the belt. And then we found out they were getting rid of the weight class. Um, that sucks. Yeah. But it was, it was up, and, up through that fight and a few fights after that, I didn't really even have a contract with the UFC. I had bout agreements. You know, I didn't have 
a, a three or four fight contract. Is it crazy? Like na- like now when you watch it and you see like. You know, CM Punk getting half a million dollars. You see McGregor making two million. I mean, are you like that old those old rappers who are now watching these videos? Are are you going? What the fuck? Like you know, like yeah. I mean, like cool well, in the every game. Sport goes through this basketball, uh, NFL. I mean, those I mean, guys used to make five hundred dollars a game. Now they make. Are you the million? EPMD of fighting? <laughs> Wait, and you're watching Little Wayne on the on the, t- on the thing, <laughs> going, "What the fuck? Crossover was a great song." I mean, is that what's going on right now? That's an awesome. Analogy. Because it's it's similar. Um, I think a year ago I, I was a lot more upset about the fact that there's so much money in it now. But it's like, what do you expect? You know, as the sport gets bigger, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And the UFC's done a good job with 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 building a brand. Um, but as far as what guys are making now and what I made, yeah, it yeah. it kind of sucks, but. If if we didn't fight for what we fought for back then, those guys wouldn't be fighting now. So, so it's your fault these guys are making no. No, 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 that's true. No, that's good. I mean, I understand. Oh, they just owe you money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a, that's a one thing about like not, well, not one thing, a lot of things, but about football players. You know, they yeah. get, they get they couldn't touch OJ's pension. You know, like I really wish a guy like you had pension, or a guy like Matt Serra, or some of these other guys, the Gary Goodriches that we talked to, or the you know the yeah. the the. I mean, Ray Dicator probably doesn't need it, but. Some some of these legendary fighters, it would be it would have been nice to make sure that like every week, every month, you know you're getting a couple thousand in the banks. You know that's that, that's hard. It's hard for me to watch that because I, I I I you guys provided so much entertainment for me and I so much like actual real role models. I mean you know fighters I think are real role models. Yeah, Chael Sonnen. Uh, yeah, so many. No, he is a role. I mean, well, you know, nobody's perfect, but. By the you way, you can learn some stuff from Chael. He's a bad guy in the new Bellator wrestling division. By the way, yes, we'll talk about that right now. So, so Chael Sonnen is now back in Bellator, yeah. and he's fighting Tito Ortiz, and he cut a promo last week, and it was one of the greatest promos. You see it? I didn't see it. Oh, it was so good. He comes out, he says, he's like, listen, I just want to say, I got your emails, yeah, I got yeah. your letters, I got your phone calls, and... I don't care. I'm doing this for the money. <laughs> I just want money and jail peace. And he's so good at that. I mean, he's talking down to the, the announcers. It was, it was vintage jail. And I was calling out Tito Ortiz. And Tito, though, was responding back on Twitter. And I can't wait for this fight. I know these guys are past their prime. It's not... You know, prime Chael versus prime Tito, which I think prime Chael wins. Although in Tito's prime, when he could shoot, when he could really shoot, I mean, Tito was a, a he fucking, was pretty unstoppable. Yeah. He was a beast. When he, he was, could get that shoot, it was over. He got you. But then there's the Tito, he's going to drag you to the ground. There's the Tito Ortiz that beat uh, the guy Metzger and and the beat Shamrock, Jerry Bolander and, and Shamrock, Bolander. And then there's the Tito that lost to Matt Hamill. You know, and nothing against Matt Hamill, but now it's, it's after the it's back not the same Tito. Yeah. So now Tito versus Chael. Who wins? I mean, Chael's been out for three years. He's done jujitsu tournaments, but it's not the same. He looks like he's in shape. He was taking a boatload of steroids before. Now he's not. Uh, Chael's got great wrestling. Tito's got good wrestling. Tito's completely bald. Chael's using uh, just for men. <laughs> uh, Did you see that? Did you see that sweet hair color he had going on? Eve, Come on, Chael. Be real. Eves, who wins this fight? Man, I, I kind of lean towards Chael in this one. He's, Tito's further past his prime. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Chael has only been out for three years, and um, he's a little bit younger. He's been looking – he's more dynamic, I think. You know, Chael can do more things. I think Chael is also more willing to exchange or throw punches, throw shots, and take chances on the feet. 
think Tito's a little tentative. He throws these one shots, and he doesn't really commit to the strikes. He still doesn't like getting hit. So I'm with Chael on this one. I'm with Chael, too. I, he just, I mean, the, then there's the Chael that fought Rashad Evans that just got annihilated. But is Tito Rashad Evans? And, no. And, <laughs> no. <laughs> but Tito did look good against Bonner. Uh, but Bonner was not 100% for that fight. And Tito has looked really good against, uh, before Bonner, who'd he fought? He fought someone, who'd he fight that he, he, he wrecked somebody? Forrest Griffin, he, he got robbed in the decision. No, but if somebody else in Bellator he fought, he was, oh, didn't he lose to McGregor? Uh, he McGarry? beat, uh, the old champion, the Russian guy. Yeah, yeah, he oh, killed the Russian right, guy. Right. He did lose to McGregor, uh, in some weird inverted triangle from the bottom. I don't know what, what that was, but it was a nice move. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who wins this fight, but I'm excited. I'm Who's excited. a better wrestler? Ch- I would go with Chael. Because wrestling wins that fight. Chael, I think, but better MMA wrestling. Tito had one hell of a double leg. He did. Uh, yeah. But does he still? He, yeah. No, because he can't. <laughs> I mean, he does shoot again, but size not advantage. with the speed. Yeah. And a grab, when he used to shoot, it was fast. He's now afraid he of jamming shoots, his it's neck. Still good. Yeah. Right. He's afraid of jamming his back, jamming his neck. So now when he shoots, he's still he's back to shooting again, but not with the speed and power that he used to. It used to be ferocious when he'd shoot. By the way, back to some of these fights. By the way, uh, I, I, I love your. Fi- I know we're going back to your fights. You've had so many fights. We're, we won't talk about the uh, Akbar Ariola fight. Oh, that's, uh, that's the fight. I. Uh, that's the one you lost on. <laughs> I lost a lot of money on. I, I, thought were, <laughs> I thought you were a lot. Boy, that came up really. That like uh, he I sp- there was no way that was the fight. <laughs> no man, it's it sucks because it was the last one. You know, is that hard walking away in a loss? It is. It's um. It's one of those things where it's like you feel like if you just had one opportunity to change that, to just do one thing different, it could change something. But I, I can't even remember the fight. And that tells me it's like I just can't take the shots anymore. It's, Not, to, yeah. it's weird because in the gym, I, I take big shots still. I don't do as much anymore. So when I do take a big shot, it's like, huh, maybe I could still do this. But then thinking about being in that atmosphere, I think the punches are harder when it's fight time. You really? Know? And... um. I think maybe it's just all the emotions, all the intensity. At that point, I don't know if I can take it again. What, what have you been doing now? For are you training people? Or are you? I train a little. I um, teach a few classes in Pasadena. I live near Savant. You live right here. Gym. I live in Pasadena. I just moved I, out here I didn't know about that. a year ago. I live in Florida. No, I used to live. I used to live in Florida, and then I moved back to Texas. Did camps in Florida, and then I moved here when I retired. I didn't know that. Yeah, we just got to hang, man. Yeah, I'm so, down. You still married or no? I am married. We'll go out as couples. Yeah, let's I, do I, that. I just got engaged. I like it. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, nice. <laughs> they could be like my new buddy. This is great. <laughs> I'm gonna be asking him. Fighters hate what my girl hates because the whole time I'm asking him fighting, ignoring my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was so say, this sounds great. This is, gonna, <laughs> this is gonna be awesome for everyone. Yeah. Now you're. <laughs> fight against Cody McKenzie. That was, a, that was a good fight. That was fun. Cody is weird, though. <laughs> Why is he weird? He's weird, weird long. You know, he's got that long body. Uh, I remember at one point he had my back, and <clears throat> I feel really good escaping back control, but his legs, they, they were just on you. It was like, there's so much leg. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They just go on forever, not in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now, <laughs> didn't, weren't you going to fight uh, the boxer? No, that was Dean. That was Dean. Dean. I always yeah. get you and Dean confused. Not Everybody gets me and Dean oh, okay. confused, so man. Okay, I'm not racist. Okay, oh, that, that's good. Yeah, it, <laughs> For some reason, I get you and Dean confused. I, I know Dean. Dean does comedy. We do comedy together. Yeah. I love Dean. For some reason, back then, why uh, similar fighting styles? Or 
just two black guys, same weight class. Yeah, we don't even look that much alike. We were. I was at a um at a Maya convention, a mixed martial art, a mixed martial arts convention or something. And this guy. Oh, I was gonna say, wait a minute, Damian Maya has his own convention. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, he's good. It would be awesome. I mean, convention good. Yeah. Like he's no Connor. Do people get you in? Uh, Eve Walk confused Brazil. too. Sometimes I've I've gotten that man. I've been mistaken for almost all the black guys in MMA. <laughs> um, I've been mistaken for Dean, like this guy at that conference. He John was Dodson? introducing me. I, I haven't been intru- been mistaken for those two guys oh, yet, okay. Dodson or, or DJ. <laughs> but the guy was introducing me to his wife, and he was singing my praises. And then he introduced me as Dean Thomas. <laughs> so I was like, I was like. All right, cool. Then I started hitting on his wife. <laughs> I, get, I put about two minutes, and then um, and then I call, call it quits and, and came clean and told him what was up. I um, signed an autograph for a kid at the WC when Mike Brown fought Jose Aldo, and um, the kid was like, "Thank you so much, man. Good luck with Rashad." And it was right when Rampage was about to fight Rashad. So, <laughs> oh my god! Now you're a Rampage. Yeah. So was, I I, I've been that. mistaken for I've been mis- Oh, here's a good one. Luigi Fioravanti fought um, Anthony Johnson. And I'm standing around. I'm standing with Robert Emerson. He's next to me. We're standing there, and this kid comes up to me, and he's like, hey, man, can I get your autograph? I'm like, sure. I sign an autograph. I give it back to him. He's like, great fight tonight, man. I'm like, <laughs> Anthony just walked Johnson? Away, right? And I was like, I'm not Anthony Johnson. And Robert looks at me. He just laughs. This other kid comes up to me, and he asks for an autograph, too. So I'm like, yeah, man, I'll sign an autograph for you. And he's like, but you know I'm not Anthony Johnson, right? He goes, I know, man. You're Dean Thomas. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of shit happens all the time. I knew a comic. I, I knew a comic in Vegas who this girl was like, you're so funny, blah, blah, blah. He ends up banging this chick. And at the end, she's like, I can't believe I fucked Nick Swartzen. It wasn't even close oh, to Nick. I, I wasn't even close it was to just Nick. some chubby dude. Yeah. It's just like, uh, she wouldn't have had a chance with Swartzen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Right. Uh, now, let's talk you about. You would, though. Let, let, let's he talk about. Yeah, but no, he's too skinny. But listen, this, let's talk about the fights that uh, happened this weekend, the Bellator fight. Uh, you watched the Bellator fights? I didn't get to watch it. I was I was with my wife. We were doing some house hunting. We got to move. There, there, there was some good fights. Uh, who's the, the, the first fight of the night on the, on the main card? Who, Derek Campos versus Jamil Chan. Yeah, Derek, Derek Campos versus Jamil Chan. I was rooting for Derek Campos until the crowd says that the, that the guy has autism. That his opponent had autism. And then I immediately rooted for him, and then he lost. I was like, fuck. Are you kidding me? That's what gives him an advantage. You think so? He has nothing else to focus on. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's. You know what I mean? Like, he's laser focused. Well, he had Campos hurt. Campos rocked. Listen, I was watching that, and I'm like, well, here's. How much does Bubba wish he had that ref? Because Campos went out for a second. Even the guys announcing it were like, he was out on the way to the ground. But he and the, the mat woke him up. Yeah. And then he re- and the the ref let him recover, and the fight continued, and he won the fight. Have you ever and had I was that like, happen? This is a classic example of where the ref is in the exact same position and makes a different decision. Have you ever knocked someone out and woke them up? No, I haven't. I've seen it. But Did it ever happen to you? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, you don't know you were asleep. But he and Campos was out on the way to the ground, and the and the, the announcers were saying it. He was out. He was out on the way to the ground. So it's not like it was some some like maybe yeah. situation. The motherfucker went out. I'll tell you and though, they let him keep. Fighting. I am now a Derek Campos fan. I was a fan before, but I give the guy a lot of credit because to get dropped 
and your life shut out. Come back in the second or third, and he, he he's smart. He took him down. He was smart. He kept the distance. Uh, what I wish they hadn't told me the guy had autism because I was like, oh man, maybe <laughs> maybe it's getting a, maybe it's getting in the way of his finishing ability <laughs> of knowing a guy's hurt. Are you kidding? Uh, that's all he's focused on. But uh, I, I I'm also a fan of the other guy too. What other fights were in Bellator? Oh, oh the girl. Yeah, who do you think won that fight? Listen, what? let me tell you something. Who do you think won that fight? All right, let me let me go and then Greg, you can go. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, the, the girl who they're Anastasia Yankova. Anastasia Yankova, who they are really behind. Bellator is like, this is the next big thing, next well, big thing. This is the girl. Well. She's taking all these picks. I, uh, I am off the, the hype train, um, and I know it's only one fight. People could have off nights, but they found the girl that was brought in for her to look good against. Just like, this girl uh, had the body of SpongeBob. <laughs> and um, Yanko- and she rocked Yankova. And while I will watch Yankova fight based on her uh, fighting of just standing there and throwing. I mean, she stood there in the pocket the whole time. And they were both throwing arm punches against each other. Oh, yeah. And it was exciting to watch. Yet, I do not. if I was Bellator, I'd be very careful with how they match this girl. Give her... Uh, some fish, as wrestlers used to call them. You wrestle the fish. Give her like four or five more. Get her more experience because if they put her in anybody good, I mean, first of all, they both miss weight by six pounds. Uh, when you're a 125, that was clear. And and and, and when you come in at 131, <laughs> when you come in at 131, it shows me you're not serious <laughs> on both. Unless they had an agreement where they called her two weeks in advance and said, "Listen, we'll both miss weight, yada yada," which could have happened. But you, you miss weight by six pounds and your second Bellator fight. It, it shows me you're not ready for prime time yet. Did you think she won the fight, though? N- yes. I thought the other girl gassed out halfway through the second. I thought the other girl landed harder shots but fewer shots and was getting tagged. Well, it, it, was, was a, it was a split decision anyway. It was an entertaining fight. But the fact that even one judge saw it for her demonstrated you know, how unprepared that Anastasia could. I mean, and, first of all, kudos to Bellator. For having the first fight in the chub rub division. <laughs> What's a chub rub? What, what, it's fat girl fat. Oh, come on. Come on. Dude, they were not fit girls. Even the Anastasia girl was pretty chubby. They both, had, they both had to wear a tankini, okay? They both had to cover up the midsection because they were fucking doughy as shit. But, but, Although what, I but, did but, love, but where does the rub come in? Chub rub. You don't know what chub rub is? Well, no, you That's jerk- where their thighs rub together. Oh. And you know how it wears out their pants. I thought, right it, was, I thought it was you jerking off yeah, the fat chicks. So did it's I. It's both of them. <laughs> you know how when you look something up in the dictionary, there's the first definition, the second definition. <laughs> one's a noun, one's second, a verb. Right. My, the second one's the picture of me. Like, yeah. But that was the chub rub division. Did you, did you, they, were you, were you with your hand on your pants for this one? I was pretty excited by it. Anastasia, she, she was doing it for me. She, I could see why they're behind her because she photographs very well. But of course she, they're behind her and not the Leda, the Lita girl, whatever, Veda or whatever. Yeah. They weren't behind her because she wasn't very pretty. But she came out and I loved it when it turned into a classic Latina mall fight. Yeah, it became a Latina mall it fight. It was, right? It was just like, ah, fuck you. I mean, it was straight up Latina mall fight. It, it's a clip right out of and her. I know. Her, her corner. I fucking, that part, I was like, this is, I'm like, this isn't even a fucking mixed martial arts. I had, I had other chicken that fight she was plus 350 oh, oh you actually bet on the other chick yeah 
But yeah, but, but they were not going to let that girl lose her second fight. I mean, oh, clearly because Vita knocked her out three times standing, and they let the fight continue. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Vita should have won that in the first. Round. Her corner had Raiders jerseys on. It That's was, right. it, it was, it was a little ridiculous. They were also grilling right next to the the, <laughs> the the cage. They had a grill set up. There was a a, a pinata came down. That wasn't even her fight. That was her initiation. Yeah, <laughs> they, that was part of the initiation. She was getting jumped into Bellator. Yeah, she was getting jumped into Bellator. Uh, I'll tell you though, Joe. Chub War- Rub division. Next fight, Joe Warren. Uh, I, lo- so I love hot. Joe Warren. Yeah, uh, he looked good. I- he had no sponsors for this fight. He had zero sponsors, which is crazy that you could be on Spike TV in front of, I would say, what, a million people going to watch that? Uh, and you can't get a, a $500 sponsor? Some of them have hilarious sponsor, sponsors. Which well, is fine. Kia of Murfreesboro or if, something? Do you think he had no sponsors or he, he had sponsors or the sponsors weren't? Willing to pay what he wanted. There was an article saying he has no sponsors for that fight. It could be, it could be that. It could be he said huh. right. I don't know what it was. I mean, I would, I would assume though, having some sponsors is right. better than having nothing. Right. But Joe Warren lives in at Omaha, where rent is like two hundred dollars a night or two hundred dollars a month or something. I mean, you may not have <laughs> yeah, need, you may, may not, not need, need it. it. Yeah. You may not need it. Uh, but he looked good, and I'm happy because his last fight he got murked by uh, Darian Caldwell. Yeah. And I was at that fight. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Caldwell put it on him. That sold me as Caldwell being the next big thing. I wanted, I, I wanted Zerwan to win that, of course, ATT. You know, um, I was reading the results of it, and Zerwan. It, sound, it sounded like Zerwan could have won the first. From what we were, we had a text going, also yep. like yeah. Nick Lentz and a bunch of guys from ATT and I, and they 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 felt that Zerwan won the first round, but um, the second was really bad. I still haven't seen it, but it was really bad. And and that kind of put a put a damper on the night, man. Because um, I Zerwan, he's a good guy. I want to see that guy do well. And he thought Bellator was going to be a great place for him. He thought he could take this guy and Joe Warren, but I mean, he just he, you didn't know what? I mean, he had an armbar that was deep. Yes, that's uh, what it was. And a lot of people would have tapped Joe Warren. Yeah, he managed to 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 Joe get Warren, himself out of it. Joe it Warren's was... just a crazy motherfucker who would rather have his arm broken, and he'd rather verbally tap. Because uh, I've seen him yell before and, and then get angry that they stopped the fight. Yeah. You know, he's just, that's just Joe Warren. He's not going to tap. He, he'd rather break his arm. Uh, but anybody else would have tapped, or a lot of people would have tapped in that. Yeah, that's, and that's tough for a guy that had that many fights, you know? He's been, he's been through a lot of wars, too. Warren, Warren has, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got to be pushing 40. Yeah. I mean, he's, and he's a guy that has had such a career where, you know, he was on the Olympic team, and he got suspended for weed, and he got kicked off the team, and then he's had the championship, and his first fight ever, basically, is against Kid Yamamoto, and he wins. I mean, he's used his head as... He doesn't put his hands up. I mean, Joe Warren is a guy, though, that anytime Joe Warren fights, I will watch a Joe Warren fight because you know it's not going to be boring. Yeah. Um, Sir Juan Kakai is another one of those guys that got cut after one loss in the UFC. Really? Yeah. Yep. That was bullshit. Who, who do you lose to? Uh, Frankie Sainz, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, Frankie yeah. Sainz, I thought, almost beat your eye a favor. It was a split decision, too. You got cut one loss, split decision. and I don't understand that. Yeah, cut, they, yeah. Yet they give other people, like, nine chances. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, it's, it's weird how there's no it's uniformity. It's man. Just like our business. Yeah, two fights. One, the it's first one. about who the funniest well, is. It's about who they can sell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. And then uh, the Czech Congo versus... Uh, uh, Tony Johnson. Tony Johnson. I heard that was bad. Listen, wait a minute. First of all... I enjoyed the fight in the Chub Rub division. <laughs> but Tony Johnson had the best tits of the night. You think so? Oh, by far. Yeah. Gorgeous titties. Yeah, like, like you would suck them? Totally. I'd, I'd throw some meat in there. And Chub Rub quality? Chub Rub 
quality titties you, <laughs> on Tony that. Johnson. You would really suck a guy's tits? Fuck no. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> We're making jokes here, you jackass. I don't know. You said you, you would. Do you really eat you, out babies? You, no, but you. No. Okay, well then let's play the picture. No, but you I said. I will spit on this fucking but jackass. You, he like it. So you'd really, you'd really do No, no jackass. Is this a you real said you, show? You said you would bang Caitlyn Jenner. Well, that's real. Yeah, so. The, so that's different. That's Why is that different? Cause, and it puts you at the point right. oh 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 one percent of people that have fucked Olympian transgendered fucking shit. Yeah, but you're still fucking a dude, or Listen, you a, guy, or a woman that used to literally. be a dude. You, you said you, you said you would bang Caitlyn Jenner. Just Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Ease would you? No. <laughs> no. No. Listen, it's easy to say it because I don't expect it to actually happen. All right. If she were to bust in here and be like, I heard what you said on the MMA Roasted. <laughs> First of all, I'd be like, I'm going to need you to do a promo for MMA Roasted. Okay, that'd be thank one. you. Right? Thanks for looking up and the, the show. Right, and that would be two. And then two, I'd have to fuck her. Gabe, would you fuck Caitlyn Jenner? Fuck no. All right. I, you're the only guy I know uh, who, who's, who's straight that would... They're you know, all lying. They're all lying? They're all lying, including you. No, I would not fuck Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> fuck you, would. You'd no, suck his dick. No, I would not. You would. Absolutely You would 69 not. with Caitlyn. No, I would not. Not a chance. You'd slurp it down. All right. You'd check Congo. You'd be like, I wish this were more like a baby. All right. You're <laughs> so weird. All right. Uh, <laughs> you did this. You did this. <laughs> check, Congo, check, check Congo versus... No, the fight was generally not a great fight. Not a great fight. And you know what? I find that a lot of Czech Congo's uh, fights, if they go to a decision... It's a boring fight. Yeah. Uh, if if either he gets knocked out or he knocks somebody out, it's fun to watch. Well, there was a lot of just laying on each other. I mean, Tony Johnson took him down and was just laying on him for like a long time. He's yeah. a definition of a guy who's fighting for a paycheck. Congo, Congo? at this point in his career, I don't think so. Because look at his Mitrione fight. He was back when he wasn't fighting for his paycheck. It was his exact same thing. But, I, but I now just, he just shows up and just uh, same yeah, performance. He's in shape. I mean, he's, he's a shape he's, he's in. He's going to out grapple you or get out grappled. That's, that's been his last five or six yeah, but fights. It was a fairly boring fight. It was not a great fight. So, uh, by the way, um, if you're enjoying this podcast, you could tip us on <laughs> Tip a Fighter. Uh, tip a Fighter. Uh, we will gladly take your tips. Uh, Especially if you want money from the betting tips offered by Gabe Killian. If you want no, some money. No, me too. Every, my parlay. Remember, I, I go. You always tell your parlay after you no, won. No, no, bullshit. Remember, you never l- say it before. That's bullshit. Last Monday, I said, I don't want to bet on it, but if I did. If I was going to parlay, I'd pick four guys, and they all won. Oh, there you go. So, so if you want money with Adam, or you want money with Gabe, or if you've seen CB Gold. Or if you enjoyed the, you- enjoy the show. Oh, yeah. You can also, if that's an option. Yeah, I mean, too. we do give you, like, four hours of entertainment a week yes. for free. Well, so there's four hours of tape, <laughs> two and a half hours of entertainment. Well, an hour of you screaming <laughs> over exactly, people. Exactly. So that's not good. All right. So listen, uh, we're going to call Caitlin, right? One o'clock, we said? Yeah. All right, we're going to call Caitlyn. Caitlyn Jenner? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, this is happening. This is getting so real. <laughs> we're going to call Caitlyn Chukagan. Chukagan, right? Chukagan. Yeah. Uh, the girl is 8-0 in the UFC. Just beat Lauren Murphy. Remember we watched her beat oh, Lauren yeah, Murphy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's now fighting Liz Carmouche in Madison Square Garden. Uh, he, she was 7-0 as an amateur. And 8 no now. She's also a Henzo Gracie brown belt, which uh, I don't think Henzo gives out brown belts very easily. Have you ever met Henzo? I met Henzo. I haven't trained with him, but I met Henzo a, lot, a couple, and we've talked a lot. I like that guy. He's Who, my favorite Gracie, man. Who's the best guy you ever trained with? Marcelo Garcia. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you actually did you roll with him? Yeah. Did you tap him? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. No. No? No. He was, he was about to do the one time he... 
was about to hit me with a lad drop, but nobody, la- well, nobody good, not good lad drops me. So on the way down, I'm like, I'm about to mount Marcelo Garcia. That's what's in my head. We hit the mat. I mounted him for a fraction of a second, and within about 15 seconds, I was tapping. Really? Yeah. Like, he's really good, man. That's really crazy. good. He's like some, some next level shit. You think he's the best in the world? <laughs> when you take, when, when you disregard weight, yes. Um, yeah, I think he's still the best in the world. That guy's always smiling, though. Always smiling, even when he's pissed. Dude, I, I mean, I love Ben Askren, and Ben Askren's one of, my, one of my favorite fighters. When I watched that video of Askren versus Marcelo, I, I was blown away. Yeah. I mean, even though it was very young in Askren's jiu-jitsu career, I mean, he's got, now he's a brown belt. He was probably a blue belt at the time or even a white belt. You still see what a jiu-jitsu guy yep. rolling with an, I mean, an elite level. Because Ben Askren, even at that point, probably... Many black belts and brown belts. Oh, he was smashing. He's smashing a lot of jujitsu guys. I was there when him and Marcelo were rolling. Um, you were in the room. I was. He when he was at ATT. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Matt Linlin. But um, Ben Askren. I've rolled with Ben Askren, and I know exactly how good he is. I rolled with Ben Askren when he was um, still in school. His last year, Tyron. That was when I first met Tyron. I went up to the University of Missouri. And I moved around with a lot of the guys then. And Ben was like another level kind of guy. When that guy's on top of you, it's miserable, man. But Marcelo's sweeping him and, and, and yeah, just crazy. making him look like a child. Now, Tyron versus uh, Wonderboy. Uh, now, you, I know you're very close to Tyron, right? Yep. Uh, who wins this fight and how? That's a tough fight to call, man. Um, <clears throat> I think Tyron has the advantage in that he can close distance so quickly. Uh and that's what Wonderboy needs. He needs to keep you at range. He needs to keep you long to be able to land his spinning, spinning stuff and even the straight and powerful stuff that he throws. But Tyron closes, gap, closes the gap so quick. Then again, Tyron's very explosive, but he slows down. Yeah, a lot of people want to give him a hard time, say he gasses. I think he slows down. Whether he gasses or not, I don't know. But it's definitely not the same Tyron in the third, fourth, or fifth round than it was in the first and second, right? And you can't sustain that kind of speed that he has for that long. And when it gets that, to that point, I think that's when Wonderboy has the best advantage. So you think if it goes early, Tyron, if it goes past 4 or 5, Wonderboy? Yeah. If it, if it goes 4 or 5, yeah, he I has think, a better chance then. I think people are counting out how hard Tyron hits. I do too. And I think people are looking at the Tyron Woodley of old. It's a different Tyron Woodley. And uh, it's a confident Tyron Woodley. A guy that's, uh, that has something he doesn't want to lose too. Yeah. You know? And, and, I, and I, think he gets, I think he's getting mad. I know people, by the way, they were, they were getting mad at Angela Hill for calling him the Great White Hype or Great White Hope. And it's like, uh, Angela Hill is not racist. I mean, she's <laughs> married to a white guy, number one. Uh, and she was making kind of a joke. And... You know, <laughs> can't make jokes anymore. People are way too sensitive. Uh, and even way she, too sensitive. Way too sensitive. It's like that's like you can't. You know what? There's a difference if you make a racial joke that doesn't make you a racist. If you go out of your way to prevent people of a certain color from getting it, now you're racist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's, we've lost sight of the difference between something being racial and something being racist. I know. Yeah, but people take offense too easily, you they know? Really it's, do. It's, it's offense like, is taken. It's not given, it's, man. You gotta. Right. You're you gotta, absolutely you, right. Yeah, everyone just chill the fuck out. <laughs> I, I know. Like They're just words. Let it go. Hello, is this Caitlin? Hey, what's going on? Hey, you're on the MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Dean Thomas. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's, 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 it's me, uh, Eves Edwards, uh, the Greg Wilson, hey. and Gabe Killian. How are you doing? 
Hello. Hello. Yes. How are you hey, doing? Okay, now I can hear you. Nice. Uh, you're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It is an honor to have you on. Thanks for having me. I'm a huge fan. I was I watch your your tweets all the time. Anytime I watch a fight card, I'm always like on Twitter watching your tweets. Hilarious. Why am I engaged? What's going on, people? This is this is bullshit. <laughs> this is, of course, now I get engaged. I like, love I get, that you, I get, you I get, take I get, her reading your tweets. Why am I? She clearly wants to fuck me. I mean, that's obvious. A hundred percent, dude. Obviously, right? Obviously. Her, her, right now, she's totally naked in her room talking. Right now, listen. Reading your tweets yes. and masturbating. Absolutely, that's, what, that's yes. what I do. I'm like, oh my god, these are so awesome. Turns me on so much. I love it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Now, uh, now, 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 Caitlin, you got a huge fight coming up uh, against Liz Carmouche, Madison Square Garden. I'm going to be there. You excited? You ready to talk to us? Hello. I'm sorry. I think you're breaking up. You're sorry. I thought okay. you were breaking up for a little I said, bit. I said you got a huge fight coming up. Madison Square Garden, Liz Carmouche. You excited? I'm so pumped. You know, after my last fight, I kind of just felt like, I knew I was going to fight there. I don't know why. Like, I don't really have, you know, it's only my second UFC fight, but I just had, like, a gut feeling that I would fight there. So, you know, it didn't matter who I was fighting. I didn't care. I was just, like, really excited to fight there. I'm, I'm pumped. Oh, uh, no, I, I'm actually going to be there. I, and I can't wait to watch it. I'm, I'm totally, I'm really excited to watch it. Uh, I think Conor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez is going to be on the card, too. Um, got- I'm hoping. I mean, for me, like, I train with uh, with Eddie and uh, Frankie Edgar, so to have them on it on the card too is like would be sick. You yeah, know? yeah, so, those two. It's Wyman, like, Yoel Romero, uh, Rashad Evans, Tim Kennedy, uh, the whole card. Kelvin Gastelum against Cowboy. That's it's a really good sick, fight, sick. I'm actually taking my brother. My little brother never been to a fight before. I'm, I'm going to take him to the Garden. I can't wait. Oh, that's the that's the perfect one for your first fight. Hell, yeah, absolutely. Now you were you were seven and zero as an amateur. Now you're 8-0 as a pro. You've never lost. Uh, is, 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 is there pressure to keep the O? Um, I don't, you know, at first, like, when I was first an amateur, I kind of thought that a little bit, but I don't even, you know, records don't matter. You see some people that are undefeated that haven't fought anyone, or some people not that great of a record, but their loss is close. So, like, you know, the records, don't, I don't really think about that too much. I just think about each fight. Um. You know, I did a lot of boxing before I did MMA, so you know I definitely lost a couple, couple boxing fights. So I, you know, I know what it feels like to, you know, to lose. So I know that pressure. Um, that, which is one of the reasons why I'm so stoked to fight in Madison Square Garden because I fought in college. I fought in the Golden Gloves and I lost in the semifinal split decision. If I would have won, I would have fought in Madison Square Garden, and I was like so crushed. I was like, oh, that's why, you know, I lost an opportunity fighting play, play Madison Square Garden, and now I get to fight there. So I'm like, like I'm so ecstatic about it. No, I know that uh, a lot of our fans were very excited because you're Armenian. And you have a <laughs> yeah, huge... Yeah, yeah. You have a huge... Ar- I didn't know there were Armenians in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> my father... Um, so my father's side of the family, um, they're Armenian. That's, that's why I have the, the last name. I'm, you know, most people don't think that I'm Armenian. Because I'm blonde, light skin, I'm not very hairy, but I'm a fighter. <laughs> so there are some Armenian, there are some Armenian tastes to me. But uh, yeah, my dad's side Armenian, and it, that's been so crazy since like my first time in the Like all Armenian people were just like, you know, commenting on stuff, and the support that I get from them is like insane. It's so awesome. No, Armenian girls give the best hand jobs because their hands are already oily. So that's uh. Oh. That's- 
Just there you go. <laughs> 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 oh, really? Now we have a hot chick. Now all of a sudden we're not going to oh, fake laugh and support each other. You, you, boy. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, all of a sudden. You really you could try anything with this one, huh? That's a joke, you fucker. Oh, it's right. a great joke. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, She's only half Armenian. So now, now, uh, now, is it. I read that you're really a 125 pounder. Um. <laughs> And that you have to gain a lot of weight, or you have to gain weight to make 135. Is there a danger in fighting up? No, I mean, I definitely don't have to gain weight for 135. I just don't have to cut as much. Um, my last fight was my, my UFC debut. That was my first fight at 135. Um, you know, I, it's, I could take it on two weeks' notice. At 125, I, you know, it's not too bad of a cut for me, but I wouldn't be able to take it on two weeks' notice. So... I like the knowing that, that if there's ever an opportunity to fight, like at 35, I can take it whenever without the weight being an issue. But even at 35, I'm like, I'm almost, I'm 5'9", so I'm still probably one of the tallest girls in the division there. I mean, if they open up 125, I'll definitely go down. But, you know, I feel stronger at 135. I don't think it, I don't think it really makes a difference. Eves, any questions for Caitlin? Caitlin, your fight with Liz... You're a black. You're a brown belt from Henzo, and your striking is really good. Where do you think you have the biggest advantage in this fight? On your feet or on the on the mat? Um, I think either way. It's, you know, either way, I feel pretty well rounded. I don't think I'm better at one point one area than the other. You know, I usually don't try to like game plan where I'm like, oh, I only want to keep it standing. I only want to go to the ground. You know, I prepare for everything. So you know, it starts in, and I feel confident there. And if it goes to the ground. You know, I work, I've been working a lot on my wrestling lately to go to the ground, and I'm, I'm comfortable there. So, you know, all around, I just think I'm a more well-rounded fighter, so I think I have the advantage anywhere. Do you still live in Pennsylvania? No, I live in New Jersey. I've been, lived in New Jersey for like 10 years now. Oh, nice. Who do you live with? I live by myself. You live by yourself in Jersey? Any, any, had you by a boyfriend or no? Yeah, I have a boyfriend. No. How long? <laughs> How long for a while now? Like, what does he do? Are his tweets cool? What does he do? Yeah, what does he do? <laughs> he, he's a, he wrestles. And he's a state trooper. A state trooper and a wrestler. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like some grounded yeah. pound. <laughs> and where, where, yeah. did you, where did you... Yeah, we do a lot of grappling. <laughs> where did you guys meet? We actually met on Instagram. I creeped on him on Instagram. And then, you know, I started following him. And then I DM'd him. So I kind of creeped on him until he... Until he noticed me. Wait, hold on. This is wait. So you see him on Instagram. You start liking all his I pictures, like, and then d- yeah. Do you slide into his DMs? Yeah, I did. Wow. And, and what, what did you say? Hey, my name is Caitlin. I'm a brown belt. Yeah, well, we kind of have mutual friends through training because he trains with a couple people from the. He trains wrestling with a couple people from New York, so. We had, like, one mutual friend, so I kind of, like, broke the ice a little. It wasn't, like, I used that as my excuse, but it wasn't, like, completely. It wasn't 100% creepy. It was only, like, 90%. Wow. And how long you guys been together yeah. for? Uh, we've been together for a couple months. Oh, it's new. I like it. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think yeah, it's going to work. Yeah. And he's you know, he must have been a good wrestler. He wrestled in college? Uh, oh, yeah. He wrestled in, in college, and then uh, he was on the train at the Olympic Center. Oh. oh wow! This, he's a good wrestler. Yeah. Uh, what, and what's his name? Oh yeah, he's a really, yeah he's a really good wrestler. Is it Dan Gable? <laughs> uh, no, I, he's a little too old for me. Oh, you know. Nice. So what, what's your boyfriend's name? Kyle Terminara. Uh Do you know him? I know of him. He trains a lot with Greg Gillespie, doesn't he? 
Yep, yep, he trains in Long Island. Okay. Yeah, with him and Weidman. Okay, I know of him. I know Gregor trains with him a lot. I've trained with Gregor in the past. Uh, Total badass. Yeah, Gregor's legit, and I've seen some of their drilling. And um, is he in the UFC? Gillespie. Gregor is. He's fighting next he has, week. Oh, yeah, he yeah. has his debut this weekend. Right. Ah, I like it. So, so. Not her boyfriend, but the okay. guy he trains with that I know. Well, good for you. You deserve a nice guy. You seem like a nice person. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, was yeah, it hard? Okay. I mean, when guys see that you're this, you know, big fighter in the UFC, and you're this tough girl, are guys kind of intimidated to talk to you? Um, I don't think so i mean before this i was single for like three years so maybe but you know i don't know but i think that at first they think that guys think it's oh that's so hot she's a fighter blah 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 but then like to be with a girl that fights like you know a girl that fights is surrounded by like the most like alpha males like every single day you know so they have to be super confident to be to be surrounded by that they think it's a lot of guys i think they think it's cool and then they realize like you know they get a little jealous they're surrounded by all the guys all the time that's what it's like dating a comic, too. Trust me. Uh, girls think it's so cool when they first see you doing comedy. Like, oh, my God. And then when you're not home every night doing, telling jokes, and then there's groupies and people taking pictures of you. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, especially for, like, girl, girl fighters. You know, there's, and, like, now with social media, there's, like, you know, there's crazy people all over online and stuff. Like, obsessed with, with girl fighters. Like, I think of it, like, you know, if I was a girl, like, if I had to date, like, a male model that's surrounded by all, like, good-looking girls all the time, you know, I'd, I'm not a jealous person, but that's kind of hard to deal with sometimes, so I understand it. Right. Caitlin, since you've been fighting, have you have you had to check anybody that's tried to step to you, trying to hit on you? No. No, I'm, like, the least confrontational person. I've, like, never been in a street fight, never had any confrontation. I'm just, like, someone came at me, I just start laughing, you know. Um, now what? Now I know that you you have great guys at your gym. Uh, what girls do you have at your gym? Um, I mean, as far as MMA, we have like one girl that I train with, uh, Jamie Colleen. She fights her. She's a strawweight for King of the Cage. Um, I don't have a lot of MMA girls. You know, I spar a lot of really good boxing girls. Um, world champion boxers like Heather Hardy, uh, Ronica Jeffries. Um, they're from Gleason's in Brooklyn. So like for. For boxing, I have, like, all world champion boxers. Um, but for the for the rest, I work with them. And then I have there's a couple of girls at Henzo's that are black belts. So I'll train jiu-jitsu with them. But for the most part, for MMA, I train with guys. But all the guys here are, like, you know, 125, 135-pounders, you know, or small 45-pounders. So Do, uh, do Frankie, know, and, do, do Frankie and Eddie um, train together? Yep, we, we spar together. You know, they're all there sparring every week. We, have, we all have Mark Henry as our coach. Who wins, Frankie or Eddie? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. They're different styles. I'm not getting involved with that. So, blink twice. No, kidding. Um, <laughs> all right, so you got a boyfriend. He's a, he's a cop. Have you gotten any, out of any tickets yet because of your boyfriend? No, I haven't had to. I haven't gotten pulled over, so I'm good. Use it while you can. If you guys break up, you're going to wish you'd used it. <laughs> We're not gonna break up. But not that you're gonna break up, right? Not, yeah. Why would he break up with her? Not that uh, you know, just because you know most relationships end. But I can't. I can't. I need to. I need to be safe in case I get pulled over for forever. That's right. Does he have cauliflower ear? No. Yeah, I do. Oh, oh you, you, oh, you, you have him? it too. I have it too. I think I have it a little worse than him. No way. I think it's kind of cute yeah, when girls have bit. it. I don't know why. That's gross. Really? You think yeah. it's gross? Yeah. I have one. Hey, Caitlin, it's when when you, when you train with those guys at 35 and 25, do they, 
they give you a real look or, or do you have to check them because they're not coming at you for real? Or do no, they respect they, um, you enough to really put it on you? No, it's like the perfect feel. Like, you know, those guys there, they're, even though they fight at 35, they're obviously bigger and, you know, they have more, they're more explosive. But um, that's one thing I love about the guys I train with. They, all, they know how to push me. Like, they know, because sometimes I would go places and, like, when I train with guys, they go so light that I'm like, you're not getting work and I'm not getting work. But, um, you know, like, as far as, like, Frankie or uh, Marilyn Morales, and, you know, they push me, like, really, really hard. So, like, more than a girl could. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a perfect because no girl's going to be as fast and as strong as them. So, um, you know, I train with them, and then the fights are always easier. I remember sometimes, like, when I used to go down on girls, they would lock up on me, and it would mess up my cauliflower ear. And I, I didn't, I, and I, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to feel like a pussy. But I'd be like, I, but I'd why be like, kind wear, of. Why don't you just wear headgear? What you wear headgear? Yeah, you're just gonna have to wear a headgear in bed. <laughs> so sexy. Every girl wants to let some guy in headgear go down on him. <laughs> like it's like it's a make a wish like, night. Hold on one second. Let me put and you're making on. Corky's big eating out dreams come true. This is a beautiful plan. <laughs> have you ever wore, had a girl wear headgear or go down? No, you? but wouldn't that be a land like, but my last wish, I just want to eat some putty. First of all, make a wish, kids. Hot <laughs> retarded. Whatever. I can mix metaphors yeah. all I want. Oh, whatever. I'm just saying that. Like, I'll go down on you, but you got to join my ear after. Oh, okay. All right. This girl's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> She's a perfect mix of like New Jersey fighter chick, Armenian. <laughs> I, love, I love that she's making you question your relationship status. <laughs> You're such... well, I, first of all, I love my fiance. Okay. I'm madly get in love. In We're going to get married for, forever. Yes. Okay. Totally. Until she kills me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 100%. Uh, Dean, are you, are you married, Eves? Yes. How I long? Am. Eleven years now. Wow. Yeah. Wait. And you have a kid, right? Yeah. Your kid's twenty. No. How how old are your kids? My daughter is twenty-two. Wow. <laughs> and my son's thirteen. Wow. Nice. So, yeah. There you go. Twenty-two. Could, that's crazy. You could be my dad. I could. <laughs> that was that was kind of hot. I was gonna say, was that supposed to be hot? Because it kind of turned. <laughs> I will be your father. Caitlin, have you ever dated a a, a brother? No, I haven't. Oh. Well, it's not too late. It's not too late. So, well, uh, well, Eves is married, and you have a boyfriend. But, you but know. they're everywhere now, so... <laughs> there you go. So you could just, you know, just pick one up. The brothers are everywhere? Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, that's good. They got them everywhere. Have you ever dated a black chick? Of course. How, how many times? A couple of times. Probably three or four times. Right. You know, I started in college, I dated one, and then in New York, a couple of... Uh, Sisters? Yeah. How'd it go? It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. When she said, I like to walk into a room of a lot of white girls and wearing this shirt. Saying, let's make a panda. Let's make a panda. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. By the way, Eves is wearing a let's make a panda shirt in case you guys didn't know. All right. So, Caitlin. Hello? Yep. Yes. Oh, she's still here. Okay, good. Yeah, she's still here. Kaylin, all right. Sorry, so I, can't, I, I can't relate to dating black chicks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you will. Now, um, now you're fighting in Madison Square Garden. Is, there, uh, is it going to be annoying having everyone ask you, hit you up for tickets? Uh, no, I mean, everyone's just like, it's so funny now. Everyone's like, oh, my girlfriend's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait to go. I'm like, yeah, you have no idea. You're not getting like. I'm like, you're not getting sick of a fight. But I just let them go. They're like, oh, it's going to be so much fun. I'm like, yeah, you have to figure it out on your own. You're not going to get tickets. I'll meet you after somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, tickets are going to be really expensive, but it's going to be worth it. On the upside, you can like, just... Yeah, if you can even get them. They're starting at like $600, I heard. $600? 
Yeah. Madison Square what? Garden for nosebleeds? Wow. Yeah, for like cheap seats are going to be expensive. Yep. Shit. Wow. Wow. Well, on the upside, you can take the train to the to, <laughs> to the fight. Yeah, know? right. You know, you know. And, and, and what? And just not go. Six hundred. Oh, you mean as far as like oh, you don't have to drive and stuff? Yeah, because she's in Jersey. It's in Madison Square Garden, which yeah, sits on parking. top of Penn Station. I know. For her, it's great. Yeah, like six- I took um, a guy trained at Henzo's this morning, and it's literally like on on Thirtieth Street is Henzo's, and Twenty Ninth Street is Madison Square Garden. Like I walk past it, you know, three times a week when I go to when I train at Henzo's. Right. So. From Henzo's, you cool. can see it, can't you? Like through a through a parking lot. Yep, you can see it. Yep, straight through the parking garage, you can see it. Yep, it's crazy. I can't wait. I think you're going to win. Uh, I think, I think Liz, you know, Liz is strong. You've got to worry about her strength. Yeah, she d- puts on a lot of pressure. But you have great footwork. Well, you strong. have great boxing, you know, jiu-jitsu, great wrestling. I mean, you're, you're definitely like the daughter that I want to have. Uh, when I have a daughter, I want to be like a, a pretty fighter. Who, who, you know, that's, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Thank you. You're, you're welcome. She's also really mentally tough, man. Uh, what really impressed me most about her in her last fight was uh, – she won the first round. She out, outstruck uh, Murphy. Yeah. And in, in the second round, Murphy came back. It looks like it looked like the tables were turning. She started out out wrestling her. So it looked like the third round was going to go the same way. But uh, she was mentally tough. She didn't uh, allow a takedown in the third round. She outstruck her again and won the decision. Yeah. In the live betting after the second round, Murphy was a big favorite. But it was expected that like Murphy was going to win. But she didn't let that happen. So I have a question. Well, what were you thinking going into that third round? Because uh, you didn't, you really didn't quit. Yeah. I mean, in MMA, like I think out of all my fights in MMA, that was the first time I ever lost a round. Um, so I, you know, so by coming in the corner, I was just kind of like, she wasn't doing anything to me on the ground, and I was like, you know, the second we got on the ground, she wasn't doing anything, and the ref kept saying like, all right, if you don't do anything, I'm going to stand you up. I'm like, all right, we're stuck three minutes left. He's going to stand us up. And he kept saying it like every 30 seconds. I'm going to stand you up. I'm going to stand you up and never did. So I was like, you know, I kind of learned my lesson. Like, you know, you got to, can't wait for them. You got to get up right away. But I knew, I was like, she kind of took me down. I, you know, it wasn't like she blasted me off my feet. Um, I defended the first one. I was like, whatever, it's 1-1. One, one, but I know we're going to start from standing. And I know I was, you know, way better than her standing. I'm like, she's not going to take me down again. And we're going to keep it standing where I, I felt comfortable. So I really didn't have any pressure going into that third round at all. Wow. You use your footwork and your distance real well, but a girl like Carmouche, she puts that pressure on. Um, how are you going to keep her off of you? How are you going to be able to keep that range because your range is so good? How are you going to be able to keep that with a girl like her and be able to land those shots? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that changes anything from all my other fights. I have long range, and everyone knows I like, you know, you guys have a lot. I'm used my boxing a lot, so I'm used to like every fight. Girls just trying to bum rush into me. So you know, we just keep working our, my footwork all the time. You know, I have like Jamal Patterson and Mark Henry as my coach, and that's like all we do all the time. So if you look at all the fighters there from you know from New Jersey from our camp, our footwork's huge. Um, so I just keep working my using my footwork. I think I have better footwork than any any girl in the division. So, you know, if I just keep working on that and just keep moving and stuff, I move a lot more than most people. So I think that'll, that'll help them from, you know, bum rushing me. I love it. Well, listen, it's an honor to have you on the show. I want to have you on after the fight. I want to come to your victory party in New York. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be with my, my little brother and my fiance. She'd love to meet you too. Uh, definitely uh, uh, make awesome. her jealous and be like, oh, if you wouldn't have... Oh, no, I'm kidding. Listen, um, <laughs> g- good luck with everything. Uh, big fan of yours, and uh, can't wait to see you fight in, in, uh, in New York. Awesome. Thank you, guys. 
Thanks, Caitlin. That was Caitlin Chukagan. And, uh, What's her last name? Chukagan. Right, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, what, what a... Sometimes I get mixed up. I call her Coogan. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't know. I heard it somewhere. <laughs> that's crazy. That is weird. Yeah, yeah. She's a nice, nice person. <laughs> nice girl. Have you, have, have you ever dated do you like me? Do you like this? Do you like being on the show? <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a great time. This we fuck with each fun. other like crazy. So I'm digging it's this. It's nice to have you back, Bubba. <laughs> 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 oh wait, you're not Bubba. Jesus, you look just like him, it's motherfucker. Not, come on, man. It's not this whole time. I'm sitting there in the it's a Czech Congo. <laughs> now, uh, do you? Uh, by the way, uh, it's Czech Jenkins. No. Uh, oh, oh. Have you ever dated a fighter, fighter chick? Um, fighter chicks kind of just came into existence. Oh yeah. Right no, I'm just that, kidding. Yeah. But um. I mean, in mass, there wouldn't, there weren't many. You would bang them in mass. <laughs> That's kind of a strange I would get place. ten or twelve together <laughs> and just play whack a mole. With oh, my I thought my, I thought he meant like in, in like church. I don't know. And he said, <laughs> I thought he was talking about Massachusetts, but oh. um, but no, there is. It's, it's kind of a new phenomenon. There weren't a whole lot of women around in the gym back in the day, and that's kind of where. You know, where you're at, that's where you're going to meet the most people. I met my wife in the gym. She was one of my students. And, um, is that frowned upon to be banging your student? or I guess if you marry them, it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure they're, 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 I'm, there's a fine line. Now, the you scar know? above well, your nose, adults. right? They're not like, you know, it's not like you're training, you know, kids like Adam. Yeah. You're, I, you're, no, you I know do. I, mean? I actually coach wrestling for little kids. I got, I got, we, we have practice in an hour. Right. Okay. So, but That's you, actually true. <laughs> if you ever want to help uh, be our guest coach, we'd love to have you. All right. That'll be fun. I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious, too. That would be fun. Now, yeah, now, now but, the scar you, you have you on your nose, adults. did you get that in a fight? No. Um, I went through a windshield when I was five. Wow. And, um, yeah. I en- ended up on a hood of a car. In the Bahamas? In the Bahamas. Wow, they, they have cars there. <laughs> and that's when his family was like, in 10 years, we're moving to the States. <laughs> really? Wow. Who, who, mom was driving? Dad was driving? Um, my mom was driving. I was in a... So it was weird. I was in a convertible, sitting in the back seat. My mom was taking my babysitter back home, and she was borrowing a friend's car. I don't know why. I was five. Anyway, he was a carpenter. He had some... some th- some wood in the back seat with some nails in it. I don't know. It must have been a frame for something and it was pointed up. So this is 1981 in the Bahamas. I'm sitting on the back of, on the rear, what is that? The rear dash of the convertible because the top's down. down. Top's down. I'm sitting on the rear dash. I don't have on a seatbelt or anything. And this guy doesn't stop at a stop sign. My mom just plows into the side of him and I went through the windshield and I don't remember it, but um, my mom says she gets out of the car and she hugs me and I hug her back and um, I pull my head away and I'm just looking at her face and I'm like, mom, mommy, why are you bleeding? You know? And then I passed out according to her. Um, But she had on this orange shirt and I remember the shirt. I think she probably still has it. It has just had all my blood all over it. It was oh crazy God. for a five-year-old. It was kind of, when I look back at it, it's kind of scary. Said, I can now, imagine how scared the, she was. Was she hurt too? She was fine. No one else. Everyone else in the car was fine. Everyone else was fine. She got like she she got injured, but not like. Did hurt. she sue? Is there... No, like we don't. In the Bahamas is not the law. There's no the court for that, man. <laughs> you don't. You don't just go suing for. Yeah, you don't bring. We don't have no time like, it, it, for it, that. It is. It is a. It is a. It is a crime, and I mean, yeah, you can. 
but um, he stepped up. I, I don't actually. I don't even know. I assume that he did because I don't. I remember there was never a law. Too, you know? Yeah, it was you the eighties. Sit up at the top. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or yeah. at the ba- in the back of a. You let your kids drive. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you yeah. Exactly. You would. You just didn't even think about that shit. You know. I mean, yeah. I didn't wear seat. We had a. Uh, a, uh, a back seat, you know, uh, of a station wagon. We put the seats down and we just slide around back there having a good old time. Yeah, we used That's to crawl into the it. trunk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, same here. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Now well, you can't do it. Now you got Now by law, you have to have a special chair and it has to be mounted in a specific way. And, you know, I mean, it's all, you know, very, you know, oh, you guys can't run your own lives. But it's because of, you know, things like that used to happen pretty regularly. You know, my dad, I fell off uh, a motorcycle. My dad had me on the handlebars of a fucking motorcycle and stopped, and I just kept going. How old were you then? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I was, 37? Like, I was a kid. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, need, we need to get rid of some of these rules, man. That's kind of making the population skyrocket. Exactly. Uh, oh, we yeah. got to thin the herd. That's, that's you gotta, nuts. You got to be tough. You got to survive shit like that, <laughs> yeah. and then you know you're supposed to be here. <laughs> All right, so let's cover the UFC last Saturday night. Uh, the one where, <laughs> what's his name, won $1,200 off 100 bucks. Gabe, killing it, man. Gabe, killing it. Should be killing in. Yeah, Fucking so Gabe, killing Gabe it. Gabe, killing it. Uh, now, Chaz Skelly, we'll go to the main card, looked amazing. And yeah, I, my last, fly, let me talk. I'm sorry. Last time that I... <laughs> Last time that I bet on Chad Skelly was uh, it was the Nate Diaz Conor McGregor fight. He lost to Darren Elkins, screwed up my whole five fight parlay, and I would have. Actually, won- he saved you. I, oh yeah, yeah, because I, I bet on the wrong guy yeah. too. But but still, because uh, I thought I bet on uh, Holly, I bet on Misha, but I bet on Holly, so I ended up losing what I thought it was a three thousand dollar payday. But. Anyway, he did kind of save me. Saved you from killing yourself. From killing myself. Because <laughs> if I would have came back to the person and be like, no, I really meant to put... Yeah, yeah, good luck. Um, yeah, that's bad. So, that never works. So Chaz Skelly, uh, in this fight, you know, he's one of those dudes where he has a ton of potential. I think he was at a camp that was like a mid-level camp. I want to say a mid-level camp. I don't want to insult the camp, but he wasn't at a camp where he is now. I, th- I believe now he's with uh, Black Zillions. the Black Zillions. And you can see his body looks different. Uh, he just looks like a more focused. I mean, before he kind of had dad bod for a while, where he looked chubby. Now he has like uncle bod. Now he looks fucking. <laughs> he looks good now. He looks ripped. Looks like a whole different fighter. Came out with that flying kick uh, to a beautiful. What was it, Dars? He had the guillotine, then he transitioned into a Dars. Yeah, right. It was uh, anaconda. Anaconda. A- anaconda. <laughs> and you know, I got to give it up, to Chaz Skelly, man. Uh, nice kid and great fighter. Yeah, I like Chaz, man. Um, Texas dude, you know, uh, he was training with Johnny and those guys, and it's a good camp, but I think it was different for him in that there weren't a whole lot of guys. His weight uh, wasn't a big camp. Being at a big camp and being down there with the Black Zillions, is, they're not as big and as bad as ATT, but they are bi- uh, that's just me plugging my squad yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um they they are a good you don't want good to be place them too much love <laughs> they have they have um they have some some good guys and they have a good group of guys especially around 45 and 55 even 70 guys that he can work with so i think it's better for him to be able to see all these different looks and and yeah he's getting better training he's getting more intense training and his body shows it you know and he can maybe make a run being at a camp like that but I also think the team takedown when they have that socialist system of everyone splits the earnings that's gotta cause, cause resentment amongst the fighters I'm sorry if I'm bringing in John Johnny Hendricks and I'm bringing in a half a million for a fight and I'm splitting it with uh, uh, Justin 
what's it? Uh, Rochelle. Uh, yeah. yeah, Jared Rochelle. Are, are they still there or did they leave too? I think some of the guys left. But if I'm sitting with a guy who's making 5000 a fight, I've got to be like, what the fuck's going on here? And I know that was a deal you signed, but that's, that can't be a healthy environment amongst fighters. What's crazy to me is that some socialist shit like that would pass in Texas. <laughs> because, I mean, that's the heart of Texas. That's Dallas where they're at. And for, for guys to sign on, on to that, that's, it sounds the nuts to me. No, no, to uh, take down. They had the system where oh, they okay. all get like a base salary. Uh, and then the, like, the, basically the owner buys out their contracts. Also, and they all split what everyone right. gets. Which is great if everyone's getting thirty thousand dollars. Who right, cares? Right. Okay, everyone's getting fifty grand. But when one guy's getting a million and one guy's getting five thousand, and we're all getting the same, it's got to cause resentment amongst both. The, the guy in five thousand has to know no, the listen, guy in a million. The guy in five thousand doesn't resent getting a cut. No, but he's got the five hundred thousand. You know, he's that probably, guy's totally fine with the system. Yeah, it's right. the five hundred thousand dollar guy that's got a problem. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and if Chaz Kel- Skelly is is training with the Black Zillions, are, do they have to now be the Beige Zillions? <laughs> yeah, because he's throwing a lot of white paint into the black box. The albino zillions. Totally, he should have been Blanco <laughs> instead of Max. Yeah, right. Uh, now the next fight, uh, Chris Wade, tough kid from Long Island. Yeah, I think he should not fight anyone else from Dagestan. Uh, his two <laughs> losses are to the, to these Russians, and yeah. his three losses actually. He had a loss in WSOF before coming to the to UFC. To a guy from Dagestan. Yeah. That's three in a row. Yeah, and there's something about these. Dagestanian wrestlers that it's it's like they wrestle bears. When I saw Khabib wrestling a bear, <laughs> like that bear. would not be allowed in the U.S. You, you know you know how quick parent <laughs> he services. Was five. The I, bear was one. Okay, do you understand how child services would be called? There'd be four hundred people to where to take away that kid from a bear. Uh, but in Russia, that's their entertainment. It's like oh, we bring over Charlie the bear to, you find to bear. wrestle a child. Yes. <laughs> you are a child. He is baby bear. You find now. It make good match. And if you look at the video, it wasn't just one. Time it was like clips from oh it was about ten matches he had against a bear it was like he was wearing different well he outfits. don't learn first nine times you must fight bear ten times this is Russian rule everyone knows when you beat bear you can stop fighting bear until you until you beat the bear you must fight the bear again this so is uh, I, I, look Chris Wade is a good fighter but I would not fight a guy it seems like they have his number uh, those these Dagestani guys they're just they're just. I don't know if they're tougher, but... Physically stronger, that's the difference. Physically stronger. They wear on you, I guess. They wear on you, and these guys come from nothing. Hungrier. Yeah, I mean, you talk about coming from nothing. Don't send me back, please. I must make victory. This is like... I had a friend John Roy, is a comic. He used to have a joke about how... NBA guys couldn't talk shit to like Serbian basketball players because you're like, oh yeah, come on, you don't want none of this. I'm from the hood of whatever. And the guy's like, I watched my entire country get blown to pieces last week. <laughs> like, like, you really can't talk shit to these people. And uh, I mean, have you ever rolled with some of these Dagestani guys? No, not 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 the level of. Um, uh, actually, that's a lie. Um, God, why can't I remember his name right now? Namagamat, not yeah, not Namagamat. Not Khabib. Who do you fight? <laughs> we have one of these guys at ATT, and he was beating my ass. And I, <laughs> I hate that I can't remember his name right now. Um, it was a group of uh, it was four of us in a wrestling practice. Myself, Dustin, uh, Will Brooks, and I can't I can't think of it right now. Magomedov, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Rashid Magomedov. Uh, he's fighting uh, Benil Dariush coming up. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a good fight, Rashid. I think Rashid is legit, man. His wrestling is so good. He can kickbox. He likes to keep that range. Um, 
these guys, I, we didn't go submissions, but wrestling-wise, I had nothing for them. You think it's just like they just grew up on Sambo and it's a whole different – it's part of their culture? I mean, what, what do you think it is about these guys? Because it's a weird – like Dagestan has like 30 people in it. Uh, and it's a very – it's not a huge place. Yeah, but most of them are radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something to be said for that but, program. But there is something strange about these I gain muscle just watching TV. Of, it's not, I mean, how big is Dagestan? It's, it's probably the size of, of what state in the U.S. I mean – Massachusetts, uh, Maine, Maine. I mean, it's got to be as big as let's say let's call it Maine. It would be kind of weird that all these terror fucking not terrorists, but these 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 uh, these uh, they just terrific real terrorists. Tough. I mean, because if I say terrorists, like I mean, I mean in a positive way. I don't mean. I know last time we had some people hit us up. <laughs> Nightmares. They, they got mad at you for what? For uh, for calling uh, Saad Awad got mad. He actually thought it was CB Gold calling, calling him uh, a terrorist, and it was you doing CB. <laughs> Is that why CB has him back? No, He's no. He's afraid of salad no. away? But, 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 but listen, uh, apologize to side. We were just joking. Greg of course was a, we were just joking. It's always a joke. You were just joking. I was just joking. Yeah, and it wasn't CB. <laughs> saying, it wasn't actually CB. It was me <laughs> doing my impression of CB. I think he's here right now. Listen, I was the one. <laughs> Who made the jokes about Salad Away. Okay? Yeah. I don't think he's actually a terrorist. Okay? Although, if I were in the NSA, I would be reading his emails. Oh, come on. That, that's your yeah. apology? CB, really? That's not the best way to apologize, CB. That is an apology. Okay. And listen, Trump knows yes. the best way to handle fighters. All right. Like Salad Away. Uh, now, 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 CB, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Uh, well, there were a lot of chickens. Yes? Yes. Uh, none of them survived. What did you do with these chickens? What do you mean? I had several rituals. Yes. Uh, uh, and one of them, of course, I used their beak to tattoo a Conor McGregor face into my crotch. <laughs> That's how it does it look. It looks fantastic. All right. It well, literally looks like chicken scratch. So uh, what came first, the chicken or you? <laughs> the Conor McGregor tattoo. <laughs> well, thank you, CB. All right. So All right, there's something tell, Tell him I said I'm sorry. Now, uh, Evan Dunham. Now, I had been checking with Evan's teammates. I should have made a bet on this. I told myself to bet on Dunham. Everyone was saying he was a lock. And he fucked up Rick Glenn the whole time. However, props to Rick Glenn because he is one of those guys. He got 50K. And he's one of these. Oh, he he got fired of the night? Yeah. You know what? That first fight should have gotten fired of the night. Was he a, was lobbying for it real hard, but just because he won doesn't necessarily make it the best fight of the night. Which first fight? The first fight on the uh, fight press prelims. Alberto uh, Morales. Oh, that and fight. Alejandro Perez. He went to a uh, draw. That was a that should have been fight of the night. Uh, fight press. Because Rick Glenn just you got beat. You can't make a fight that nobody fight saw a fight of the night. No, so that's what I'm saying. It was on it was on a fight pass. However, fight of the night. The Rick Glenn, nobody thought it was a better fight. It was a, right. I thought it was a better fight. Yeah. It was a closer fight. Rick Glenn just got the shipping out of him three rounds. Yeah, I think they just gave it to him as a gift because he uh, made a fight on short notice. And he went up a weight class. Yeah. And, Not yeah. only did Rick Glenn get the shipping out of him, but he really enjoyed it. <laughs> he he kept smiling, going, "Hit me again!" And then he fucking knocked. He is no Rick. He would hit him again. He'd be like, "That's what I want." Yeah, Rick like, Glenn is one of those guys. If he, I was in a uh, a war, if I had like a posse fight, uh, he would be uh, in one of my posse. He's a, he, he's <laughs> right because he right he's he's one of those guys like Rashad. He gets hit in the face and smiles at you like that didn't hurt. No, but, but then, he doesn't go down. But I this mean, guy that, this, got hit in the face a lot and kept saying, "Do it again!" You're like you would make that. Let's go. And then no, the there are certain guys that they call them like too tough for their own good. Uh, and Rick Glenn is, is one of them. I mean, he took a pounding. He's a full-time Costco employee. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, well, it can't be as bad as working at Costco. So that's probably like why. A, a big brother kind of thing. <laughs> it was weird, man. He seemed like to be like Dunham's little brother, and he was just taking the beat and just wouldn't quit. Yeah. Yeah, and I was for a second there, and a third. You're like, shit. He might come back, but uh, it was, it, he doesn't have the power. He definitely had the toughness, though. He's definitely a tough motherfucker. Now, Derek Brunson, another guy that I, I knew this was going to happen. Although, what happened I, to the I, Carnero fight? Although, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Uh, Derek Brunson, I had a feeling that was going to happen. Although, I did not see it happening that way. Uh, I didn't see Derek Brunson knocking out Uriah Hall. I thought he was going to wrestle fuck him, take him down, hold him down, and. Bronson is uh he's got power. Uh he's he's got everything. He's got all the X factors. His only losses were to Jacare and to Romero. And those are two guys that are on top of the ladder right now. It's kind of a shame that he is in such a stacked division because if Bronson was uh, well, one seventy is pretty stacked too. But if he was a two hundred five pounder, or if he was a one forty five pounder, or a thirty five, and he was as good as he is, he'd, he'd be up for the title shot. Just to pat myself on the back, my prediction in the article I wrote for this fight was a uh, Brunson by first round TKO. Wow, that's pretty good, Eves. Brunson needs to start calling people out, man. Um, I can't think of the weight class and who's ranked ahead of him right now, but Weidman, <laughs> Bisbing, Rockhold, and Romero. I think a fight with a guy like Rocco. Rocco coming off of a call out, call out the former champ coming off of a loss. I mean, you want a title shot? That's the fight you need. That's the fight will get him a title shot. I think. Well, Rocco's um, fighting Jacare in Australia, so the winner of that fight, you say? Yeah, it, it would have to be. I mean, you're not going to get a fight, uh, win, uh, title shot coming off of a win over someone with a loss, but. And I think Rocco can be Jacare again, but the style, style-wise, I think Brunson has a better chance with a guy like Rocco too than he than his, than he showed with Jacare. Yeah, I mean, the Jacare, he, he had said on the podcast, he'd never been knocked out before, uh, even in training or in a fight. So he didn't think he could get knocked out. And I'm, I'm, is that, it, seems to be, that seems to be a common thing of guys like, I didn't think, I thought my chin, I thought I had the chin of steel until I, I met someone who, who, who made me not believe that. Uh, and it seems like that's what would happen in that fight. He didn't see the fight coming. He didn't see the punch coming. It was a quick, you know, left or right, whatever it was. It hit him in the side of his head, and then he was, he was out. He's not the first 30 seconds, right? Yeah, it was, a, it was quick. Well, okay, I think we go right back to the refing here. Because remember earlier I said, you know, that, that Bubba, if he'd had that other ref from the first match, he would have had a real shot at it. No. it. I think this guy got an even worse ref than Bubba. This match, Uriah Hall was not out. He, if, I don't think Who was he, the ref? Both refs saved uh, both, uh, Bubba and uh, Hall some serious brain damage. It was, it was, I think it was Herb Dean who was the ref, right? Yeah. I don't, listen, I don't think so at right, all. Yeah, I thought he jumped in way too fucking uh, fast on this fight. I don't think Uriah Hall was close to being out. I don't think it was close to being over, and he jumped in. I thought it was a worse stoppage than the Bubba fight. I, I think that's a bad call. <laughs> it was a worse stoppage. Um, I, did I didn't it. see the Bubba fight, but I don't think it was... I think it was borderline, but... Leaning more towards the side of caution, it the way Uriah got up, he wasn't he wasn't fully coherent. He could have taken a shot or two more, yes, but stopping it then it just might have been a little early. But I don't think it was a bad. Call. I agree I with you. I agree with you. I I I'm I'm all, I'm all for it's better too early than too late. Yeah, uh, because it's, when he's too late, I mean you, you don't want to MMA is a new sport. Yeah, you don't want to see guys slur, you know drooling. Because uh, go to an old boxing gym. I've, I've been to Freddie Roach's gym. I mean, Listen, I've been to Freddie Roach's gym, and you see these some of these guys, 
and, and they got drool. Their their eye their eyes are going in twelve different directions. You make it sound so bad. They're fucking. Their what? nose is gone. And you're like, oh, that was the 19 champion of the WBC in '84. And I'm like, great. The, the 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 guy is like eating his shoe in the corner. But you know? that's about also pepper, part of. You? I mean, but that's also part of. I mean, when you're a fighter, like you're, when you're a football player, I mean, you know the risk. You know what goes. You're not choosing. You're not choosing eating his shoe. The guy job. was that guy had a you're shoe in his mouth. You're choosing for a living to 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 throw punches. Yes, you are. But you're also. Okay, you're also. I mean, if you want to not the, risk that, then stay in Golden Gloves where that, you get to wear headgear. No, but that's that's why you have a ref. I yeah. mean, you're you're taking that risk. You're signing that contract, and just by stepping in there and being in that position, you're taking that risk. But that's what the referee's for. You know, he's uh, that's agreed, what the that's I'm what the zookeepers for. They don't let the lions jump right, out. But what I'm <laughs> saying is, there's so much variation between what they let some guys take, yeah. and what they let, don't let other guys take. And in a co-main event like this, I'm so I felt like it was. Way and not just because of a co-main event, it could have been at any point of the thing. I thought he jumped in way too early. I didn't think Uriah Hall was out ever for a second. I thought he was covering up. What about when I, he was I, falling down on the ground? Yeah, the, yeah, well, he got knocked he, down. That was really ugly. I think that it was scary how he fell down. He got knocked down. We've seen so much worse. And yeah, but like, that's not. Don't yeah, let but him just because fall. you've seen worse doesn't mean it's okay. It, it, like like Eve was, like like was saying. You, yes, you're absolutely right. These guys sign up for it, but they also and girls sign up for it, but they also depend on the referee to protect them. And a lot of times, these guys look after a guy's been knocked out of his fucking his eyes are in the back of his head. Of course, he's gonna get up and say, "Oh, oh I wasn't this." It's like Overeem saying he saw a, a tap that didn't happen. I mean, you're, you're talking to guys after they've gotten clocked the- and. The thing is, I, I agree completely with what Adam's saying. The thing is, it's like with Bisbing and, 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 and Henderson the first time. That last punch that Henderson landed, that's the one that's going to do damage. You know sure, what I mean? But it's one thing when a guy's stiff. Yeah. When a guy goes stiff and his fucking eyes are... I mean, we all know. That, and then he lands that one last flying down. But we know that motherfucker's out. Uriah Hall did not look like that. Right, he but you like don't... like a man covering up. Yeah, you don't have to stop, stop that every time. Like you don't have to stop it there every time. You don't have to stop it when it gets to that point every time. I mean, there are times when a guy is kind of out of it and... If he takes some more punches, it's going to be really bad. In the long run, that's just going to add up. And you, a referee has to decide when is that point. Herb had to make that call. I understand that you don't like the call, and I, but at the same time, you have to understand that if it, if it went on, it could have been really bad. This is from a guy who's had 66 fights yeah. and can remember the names of the fighters better than anyone else at this table. I'm convinced they could have let that fight And I'm go. sure he's happy that the times he's got knocked out, that he didn't let these fucking guys pound on his head. Yeah. Again, I didn't think Uriah was all the way out. I don't think he was one of those. Versus what we saw. The only thing that you have, the only thing you have, go, the the only thing you have going for you. And win, he was way more out when he hit the mat than Uriah Hall was. <laughs> he wasn't out, but the referee's eye, he was about to be out in like four seconds. Yeah, so he, but yeah, there, are, there are times when Hector Lombard fought uh, uh, Neil, Magny. Neil Magny they let that fight go on yeah. way too long but that's not the precedent okay that, that shouldn't be the standard that's yeah. way over the standard the standard should be and that's why I'm wondering where's there. the standard uh, that's my question I'm questioning the refing you know in terms of they're not being you know it's not every unified. situation is unique every situation is unique and every, you have to make that decision every time that's, that's, that's right. the problem and that's why there will always be this disparity Ex- yeah always and I'm just saying versus the Bubba decision I think this I think Uriah and Hall by the way, and by the way I disagree that Bubba decision if you watch it again watch it on watch it again I'm on, just saying on versus what's allowed I think that was actually fights. a good decision uh, versus yeah, what's man. allowed in other fights yeah but it's but uh, 
uh, go to Freddie Roach's gym <laughs> at, at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday and see some of these guys walk in that were former champions. And it, it is the saddest thing. Fine. So like, long as they go to an open mic at 6 p.m. at the Ha Ha and see how miserable those fuckers are. And then we'll, we'll talk about comparative miseries. <laughs> that makes total sense. Okay. Now, uh, now the, uh, Rowan... Carnero. Carnero. Uh, Kenny Robertson. Robertson yeah. won that fight. I, uh, Carnero won the split decision. Oh, Carnero yeah. won the split decision. Okay, yeah, I was going to bet on Rowan Carnero. Kenny Robertson was... Does he always fight like that? With that weird bear paw thing that he was doing? It was, it was a little strange. It was a little strange. I didn't get it. I, I don't know. I, thought I scored it for his Robertson. His hands were low and weird. You scored it for Robertson? Yeah. It was. Uh, I actually forgot about that fight. I watched it. I like. I actually forgot about. <laughs> it was forgettable. It's a, it's a forgettable fight, right? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see much of the first round, but but coming back and it was one of those fights where I was on my phone. I mean, I love Jukau. I've trained with Jukau a lot in the past, and but it was hard to watch. That fight was hard to watch. Um, with with Robinson's weird, awkward style and Jukau not being busy and not being able to get the takedowns and work his jujitsu. It was just. It was not. It was like a bad movie. Not even not even it? Sully could save that fight. That's yeah. how bad. <laughs> Good one, current. Uh, did you want? Now, did you? Because I felt like, like Carnero, like he didn't try hard enough to get him to the ground. Like I felt like he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, Kenny outgrappled him. Actually, I mean, is that what it was? When they got to the ground, because I kept thinking the, he the, would try to get him to the ground more, and he just didn't. He just stayed in the in the stand up. Panero's a, a strange fighter, man. He looked great in that battlegrounds thing. He looked like a world beater. Granted, he was fighting Cody McKenzie. No disrespect, but he wasn't fighting <laughs> the top three oh, guys. But in the that's world. a different weight class too. Yeah, different weight class. And then and then he looked great against Mark Munoz. He just went out and destroyed Mark Munoz. But I think that was a shell of Mark Munoz. I know he looked great against Luke. Luke Barnott, but he also fought in the Philippines. And there's something about these guys when they go to their home home country. It's just they're different fighters. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> that being said, um, he's a str- strange fighter. But Kenny Robertson is a awkward guy to fight because he stays Weirdo. in there and he and he's and he does not hard to put away. And he's got a weird body and he's, he's strange. Let's talk about the main event: uh, Michael Johnson versus Dustin Poirier. Like I said, if you were going to bet, bet on Michael Johnson. I don't know why, but I, I wrestled with this fight the whole week of who I thought was going to win. I texted both their trainers. I said, who's, who's looking good in this fight? They both told me that these, their, their guys are looking amazing. And that's why I knew it was going to be a great fight. And I think that Poirier was looking good before he got caught. Yeah. But Michael Johnson, Michael Johnson is a, a classic example of someone you forget about after one fight. He was looking so good before the Nate Diaz fight. Everybody was on the Michael Johnson train. Nate Diaz derailed it. And let us not forget, this is the same Nate Diaz that beat Conor McGregor in two rounds. Uh, you know, a lot worse than he beat Michael Johnson. Nate Diaz has gotten his head. He couldn't deal with his length. That strange boxing Nate Diaz does. And Michael Johnson is a great fighter. Uh, and he showed that. He knocked out Poirier. He shouldn't have stood over for him. And... Cursed him out when the guy's lying there. That did not make him any fans. In fact, boy, that didn't. Look, that was not a good look. In fact, on Twitter, uh, Will Brooks then said, "I'm gonna fuck you up, Michael Johnson." After I beat uh, Cowboy, uh, not Cowboy Cerrone, Oliveira. Oliveira, which I think he will win that fight. Uh, and also, uh, what's his name said. Um, uh, Anthony Pettis said after he said he, he said he either wants to fight Aldo or Michael Relax, Johnson. Pettis, you just dropped a forty-five. And That's a good fight, yeah. though. Michael Johnson versus Anthony Pettis. Yeah, but he, uh, he, he's trying to make a run at forty-five now. He can't go up and down. And still, yeah, sure you can. These other guys do it. Uh, now I know that you're close to Dustin Poirier. Uh, he actually named his jujitsu after your style, Thug Jitsu. Uh, what did you think of this fight? Yeah, it was it was hard to watch. You know. Um, 
seeing Dustin take that shot. He looked good going in there. You like to see a guy like Dustin with a smile on his face, with a bounce to his step when he's walking to the octagon. And um, when he got out, when he came out, he looked good. I think what the missing part of the puzzle was was. During the first round, I thought, man, Michael looks fast. He's faster than Dustin. It was obvious that he had the speed. And I wish that somebody would have thought of this beforehand. I wish I would have thought of it beforehand or somebody. But you take away speed and power or to at least negate some of that faints. You know, you've got to faint. You've got to, you've got to give him a look, see what his reaction is. That way you get an idea of what the landscape is like when you go in there. So I give him this reaction. Okay, that's what his instinctual reaction is to throw that right hook. So maybe I need to faint and be aware or, or throw this jab, but know that could come in. You know, um, know that punch is what he's looking to do. And every time Dustin did initiate contact, that's what Michael did. Planted his feet and counter with the right hook straight left. Um, I feel like if he would have picked up on that, then he would have had a better opportunity to do, do something to counter that, expose that. Just it, it hurts, man. And Dustin is one of those guys who you, you you can't help but believe in. He puts in puts in a whole lot of work. He's he watches. He's he like he's sitting in the corner, and following Robbie and and just trying to pick things up. He's following guys like me in the gym and just picking stuff up. I mean, he's beating my ass, but he's picking stuff up in the gym at the same time. You know, he's one of these kids that just wants to get better. And and I, I would love to see him get. Add that to his game because I mean, every time be he improves, he, look, he, yeah, he, for sure. He lost to the Korean Zombie, came back. He lost. He then kind of lost to Conor McGregor, came back. I mean, he beat Joe Duffy. I didn't think he was gonna be Joe Duffy, and he just, I mean, he beat up Joe Duffy. Yeah, uh, he's a guy that he learns from mistakes. Like you said, speed is just speed kills. Yeah, it does. And uh, Michael Johnson just has that. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't do more taunting. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get Michael even more angrier, you know, than he did, because it seems like that's a good way to get Michael emotional. An emotional Michael isn't as good I, as a relaxed I think Michael. Michael had more success getting uh, Dustin emotional leading into the fight. Yeah, yeah, but Michael Johnson's a, I mean, a really good fighter. Uh, now, does that hurt the Black Zillions? Is that like a uh, did you guys like lower the flag uh, when you lost to the Black Zillions this week? No, no, um, <laughs> that's not how that works. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, I like Michael. There's a couple guys over there. Of course, I work with Rashad. He's cool. I like Michael. Michael's good. I like Abel a little bit. He's a cool dude. But fuck the Black Zillions. <laughs> other than that, man. <laughs> like, what, what, what about Rashad? I like I like Rashad and Anthony. Rafi Santa. You know? What about uh, what about uh, Kamaru? Kamaru, I, I haven't really spoken with him. I only spoke with him once or twice. He seems like a nice guy. I don't really know him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Cause, um, but it's not even screw those individuals. It's like Raider fan versus, yeah. who, you know, it's just fuck the team. It's you, not- you guys see that viral video at the, the Raider fans that had a fight on, over the weekend? Some idiot, like, it looked like either Asian or Mexican, went up to this huge black guy and took his glasses off. Right, like, and then next thing I know, the black guy just beat the. And they were both Raider fans at the Raider game. The guy beat the shit out of him, but then the guy behind them started pounding him, which was kind of bullshit. Like he didn't need the guy's help, but it was like, <laughs> some guy, some guy behind them started punching him in the face. That was bad. And you guys see Corey Feldman's video? Yeah, man. <laughs> Corey's been trying to do this music thing very badly for a couple of years now. Like a long time. Yeah, yeah, What's- and. 
Go ahead. What's the whole Michael Jackson thing he's trying to pull? He, he loves on? Michael Jackson. He loves Michael Jackson, man. Yeah. Like since they were, you know, friend kids. Or he kept saying we grew up together. I'm like, Michael's thirty and you were like fourteen. Yeah, so it wasn't quite like you grew up together. You think yeah. something happened there? The act yeah, yeah. He was in the Goonies and the Lost Boys yeah. and Stand By yeah, Me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he sang on the on the uh, Today Show. Uh, and it was uh, his music is not good. Uh, it's it just put it that way. It's, it's really bad. And he can't sing. And, That's the other thing. And he and, can't move. And he can't dance. He's a pretty good dancer, mm. uh, like Michael Jackson style dancer. What? What are you talking about? He's slow. Is that the white guy in you? Just he does like, better. He does, well, those are pretty good moves. He does better. <laughs> he's really trying. He's so uninhibited. He was good in Dream a Little Dream. He really dances like no dream? one's watching. You didn't see Dream a Little Dream? The fuck is wrong with you? That was edited shit. <laughs> no, he was dancing and doing a little. He was doing year was shitty that? Michael Jackson moves. Yeah, he was good. It was terrible. Wait, what year was Rewatch that? Rewatch it, you moron. <laughs> I thought he was good, you moron. All right, so he went on uh, the Today Show, and then he. But the funny part is, he has these girls called Corey's Angels, and I know yeah, someone this that works is the best part. And I think they're like strippers or right, they're porn. strippers I basically. What, I don't know what exactly. I don't know how he pays them or what what the deal is. The best they, was his explanation though, and he, he said. Yeah, you know, these are girls that kind of lost themselves, and now they came to me, and I helped them. It was just really yeah. fucking odd. That's why I started Corey's Angels. I helped them. For these <laughs> girls who were lost, they kind of lost their way, and now I'm helping them live their dreams. By giving them cocaine. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not even sure how that's how charity is supposed to work. And it was like, on here, a- be one of my whores. <laughs> like, like- <laughs> yeah, and it was on at like 7.30 in the morning. So you know people like were just like waking up to it, which is so funny, because you know, People. It, 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 it was, was it, so bizarre. It was it was priceless. It was totally priceless. The way that the one gal, the one host, they, has to drag Billy Bush off the. He's like, so we're gonna see something. She's like, just come with me, and yeah, she just drags him. And off. then they had this guy Doc Ice, who I guess was in the original. Uh, he was in some rap group like in the eighties. I think he was Doc Ice was in like uh, uh, he was in something one of like the early like. Like hip to the hop to the hippity hop hop. Yeah, right. Oh, like the uh, rapper's delight. Yeah, he was he was he was in one of those groups. Use these computer phones. So he came out and rapped at the end, Sugar and people Hill, were yeah. like, "Why is Al Roker rapping?" Or like, yeah. just like somebody. The comments on YouTube were priceless. Someone goes, "How do I press charges after watching?" <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, and listen, Doc Eyes didn't seem like he really wanted to be there. <laughs> he fe- he looked like he was collecting a check because he went out, did his part, and like and like and, and Feldman's trying to like rock out with him. And then the second he's done, he like retreats back <laughs> off. So he didn't stay out. He like and thank you, good night, and just like just retreated. But one of the, the one of the one of the lines was and watch Feldman twerk, and then Feldman starts yeah. tw- he starts twerking. Which I, I you, you're not supposed to tell a guy watch this dude twerk and have him twerk <laughs> next to you. It, oh, it, I guess oh. he was in UTFO. Oh, do you know? I've who heard this? of them. I don't know. I don't know who it is. Either. I'm not going to claim deep hip hop knowledge on. Yeah, that no. One, so I anyway, so that was that, that was that. If you uh, do yourself a favor, I'm sure. I, look that up. It is. I hysterical. never knew. Never knew groups' names except <laughs> the, like like NWA, whatever. Right, I Sugar know songs. Hill Gang. You play a song, I'll sing it. Right. But I don't yeah, know who yeah. sings it or yeah, who well. does the song. Mad so, one, uh, Roxanne, Roxanne, fairy tale yeah. lover, oh. bite it. Roxanne, Roxanne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's okay. one of theirs. Yeah, so that was that was. So you do know the songs. Yeah. Well, he was. He needed a check, and he came out. I don't think check. he got it. How much check do you think he got for that? 
five hundred dollars. Maybe you got. I don't think he got a check on Twitter. Like even a, <laughs> like a check mark. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even get he didn't verified. Get verified yeah. <laughs> no. It was, no. Yeah. He could tell. He came out. He was like, I just need to make a little money. All uh, right. Goodbye. And, and I mean, he jetted on that stage as fast as he could. Very very funny. All right. Well, I think that's our uh, our podcast for today. Uh, yes. I I just wanted to let you know or let people know. Or ask people to tune in to the pre-fight show this weekend because I'm doing the cyborg fights. Nice. Oh, um, excellent. So that'll be fun. That's going to be a murder. Uh, fi- that's, that's <laughs> this not is a fight. another one. I love it. They find this. Who is this? Allie Her, Lerman? Or Lena, Lena Landsberg. What? I, I think she was a Dorito girl. The elbow princess. Where did she oh. come from? She Just was the, the, Allie Landry. She's what, fighting Allie Landry. What is she like 2-0 and o or something? No, she's, like, like, she's, got, she's a, little, a pretty good fighter from, I think she's from, she's like from, eight and one. from Europe or something. Yeah. Well, but at the I, same time, Cyborg is they, they, they don't even have a picture for her on UFC.com. They just have, they just have a silhouette. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like we buried her already. Yeah, they, they might as well put her on like wrapping paper, like in yellow tape, saying "Do not." Like, like, that's gonna be. This is bad. This is just bad. I mean, the, they got to get serious if they're gonna have a one forty-five pound division in women's. They got to bring over the Invicta girls and just you they have know, to. But what are you saying, Cyborg? Uh, what are you saying? I'm She's saying dominant. Cyborg is so dominant, but there's no weight class. They just they're just making fights for her at 145 yeah. in the UFC. That's right. They're was bringing in people that no one's even heard of. I mean, even if they put, uh, you know, normally Megan, they save Megan, that for Sage Northcutt, Megan Anderson, or or or, or one of these girls. Yeah. I mean, people at least have heard of Megan Anderson or uh, the other girl. Um, but there are a couple other girls at 145, or even have if these brave girls go up there. I mean, it didn't work so well for our girl uh, Leslie Smith, but she had the balls to do it. But who knows? I mean, but it just seems like getting getting Lena, whatever her name is, over oh, is just weird. I mean, what are the odds on this? She's minus twelve fifty. Wow, minus twelve fifty. Yeah. So you got to bet twelve hundred fifty dollars to make a hundred dollars. The bet there, I think, is the under one and a half rounds. That's minus three fifty. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good bet right there. Yeah. Under one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with Cyborg, man, you, you got you to gotta give her a division, though. You know? I yeah. mean, they say there's not enough women to, to, to do that, but that's probably what they said about... Th- I mean, not probably. That's what they said about 35, too, in the past. But when you, when you put that division in the UFC... You know, everybody gets to see it. It's more eyes on it. More people see the challenge. More people try to rise to that occasion. And then we get to really see who Cyborg is. I mean, she's been dominant for so long for this whole time, but she hasn't really had that challenge because she hasn't really had that spotlight. You put the spotlight on her, and everybody knows the target that they need to go. And I'm sure they do now, but the whole world will see that target, you know, and that makes people strive for it more, I think. And it'll make the other women step up and, and, and at least bring more of a challenge to her but i don't know who's gonna beat her man and and until she gets that kind of challenge until the people out there the, the people that are going to be her opponents get that kind of bait to to to, to train harder or to, to get better well she can't the problem is she can't make 35 i mean they, they did a documentary on her making 140 she was crying yeah. they, it was it was really sad it was like watching someone starve to death it was yeah. bad but anyway, so you're going to be on Fox Sports 1? Fox Sports 1, Friday yes. and Saturday for the weigh-ins and the pre- and post-fight. Nice. Who are they gonna, uh, what, what is it going to say under you? What name are they going to use? To <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. I'm not that smart. It's um, Eve Edwards and my Twitter handle. Uh, hopefully they throw that up there, too. Twitter and Instagram is Thug Jitsu Master. So. There you go. He's, he's, he's not the guy from Hootie, people. I'm the not guy. the guy from Hootie. I'm not Rashad Evans. I'm not Dean Thomas, goddammit. Yes, hell yeah. Uh, Gabe, what do you got coming up? Uh... Not much. Just read my articles, MMAOutsbreaker.com. Yeah. Okay. He's the guy from Creed. 
Yes. The movie Creed. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and Greg, what do you got? Uh, not, the, not the band Creed. Nobody wants to talk to that guy. Yeah. I'm coming up. Uh, I'll be in El Paso next week. Nice. Uh, the 28th through October 2nd. Where? At the El Paso comic strip. So if you're out that way, uh, come out and see me next week. Also, if you want to learn stand-up, my master class uh, is available on digital download. You can download the video on the Greg Wilson, not the Greg Wilson, thecomedyinstitute.com. Yes. At the Dime Bar this Tuesday. Yeah, tomorrow night, come to the Dime Bar. It's yeah, 42 a, comics. It's going to be great. We, we got a great lineup uh, the Dime Bar. And it then, is an amazing lineup, though. I know. That's why, that's why I'm t- telling you about it. Uh, <laughs> really? Because you then, didn't mention any of the names. I, I, I was getting there, but then yeah. I couldn't talk. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to be in Fresno at Frank's Still Place. Uh, at Frank's Place in Fresno. Uh, the Dime Bar, tomorrow night, I will be on a show with Damon Wayans Jr., um, uh, Chris Spencer, Vincent O'Shana, Adam Ray, Ian Bag, Darren Carter, Steve Hofstetter, Nicole Schreiber, Gabe, and Jen Murphy for free in Pasadena. That's it a, is an amazing lineup. That is, I mean, those uh, are all very good comedians. Well, most of them. Uh, yeah, very coming. good comedians. In what? Pasadena, yeah, I'll be there. No, it's in Hollywood. Oh. It's in Hollywood on Fairfax. Oh, why'd you say Pasadena? No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't say Pasadena. I think you just heard it. Oh. Um, Was there so, a tap? So, who's there? <laughs> uh, and then Wednesday, uh, I will be at the Madhouse Comedy Club in uh, Wednesday, Madhouse Comedy Club. This, uh, I will be at the bank. I'll just, I'm just going to go through it. Uh, this, so this, uh, this Wednesday, I'm at the bank in um, Bakersfield, the bank in Bakersfield. Uh, then uh, I'm at Sage Restaurant uh, and Lounge this Saturday night um, at, the, at the Dime Bar. And then uh, Comedy Juice. Uh, next Wednesday in San Diego, Frank's Place in Fresno, and then coming up, I'm at the Comedy Catch in Chattanooga, uh, October 13th to the 17th, and following that, I'm in the El Paso Comic Strip, and following that, I will be at the Arizona House of Comedy in November, and then after that, in Canada. So, uh, Canada's a big place. No, then I'm at the Liberty uh, Township, at the Funny Bone in Cincinnati, um, uh, that's in November and December. I am in Vegas that fight week, which I heard Ronda Rousey is, might come back to fight Amanda Nunez on New Year's. When are you so, home? Uh, I'm home right now. I'm talking to you. Uh, then I'm, I'm in Edmonton in January as well as Minnesota in January. Where are you at Easter weekend? March. I don't know. Why? What do you, what do you <laughs> got? Joking. Oh, thanks. Game fucker. Listen. <laughs> There's going to be uh, 36 other shows between now and But it, just, just to let you know. If you like the show. Buy tickets now. If you like the show, tip us on Tip a Fighter at tipafighter.com. Tip a fighter. Uh, tickets are available now through January 6th. Can you give. Can you. Can you, can you uh, do they have to be tipping cash or can they give like tips on their next fights and shit like that? Tipafighter.com, guys. <laughs> this is Gabe. This is why you're not anywhere. I got a you. <laughs> he's such an idiot. He's laughing to it. He makes jokes. funny how funny he finds it. Totally. That's awesome. He, he makes jokes to himself and then laughs to himself. Oh my he's god. Such a, you make CB Gold look normal. No, that's not. That's that's, that's not, not true. That's, that's not even close to true. Well, thank you, thank you, Eve's Edwards. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. And Saad, don't kill CB Gold, even though he said all that shit about you.